Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. It's Thursday, everybody, in case you're losing count out there. It's Thursday, July 16th, even though I think most people are kind of back to work on some level, even though I heard they're going to shut down California again, because... uh, Uh, You know, we're not doing what we need to do. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. We're just not doing what the fuck we need to do. It's embarrassing. And I'm sick of talking about it. But guess what? Take me out to the ball game. Take. No, wait. Let me do the new, the the COVID. Don't take me out to the ball game. Keep. Be away from the crowd, but if I like Trump, I'm not wearing a mask. You fucking, cr- I don't even know what the fucking, I'm watching at home, and I can't smell grass, because I'm sitting in my fucking living room, waiting for mouth breathers to just do what the CDC says, or else the whole Ponzi scheme's going to collapse and we'll all have to eat each other. All right. Um, I shouldn't just signal at Trump people there. You also like young people and that type of shit. You know, I went and I got, uh, you know, I smashed my cell phone screen. Um, I forget how I initially did it and just kept getting worse and worse. And I was going to eventually get it fixed. Um, oh, I remember I smashed it in the fucking Apple store. That's right. Because <laughs> they weren't helping me with what I needed to help. And I was throwing shit back in my bag. and I didn't realize my phone was underneath it. That's how I initially cracked it. Then I kept going and going and going. So whatever. So ended up, uh, got to the point where I was wearing the old sweatpants. Oh, Billy workout. Oh, Billy freckled buns of steel there. Uh, I had my, my sweatpants on and it, just to update people who missed the podcast, I was getting into a car, and as I was closing the door, you know, sweatpants, it just slid out of the pants and got the old Malachi Crunch for you Happy Days fans out there. Between the door and the car, cell phone in the middle, being the meat on the sandwich there. Um, so then I couldn't even do anything on the screen and blah, 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 blah. So I ended up getting a new phone. Because all the Apple stores were closed, and uh, I found this person that actually repairs screens, so I just had the thing fucking repaired, finally. Guy did it in an hour. His, it was a guy working by himself. You know, the other worker didn't show up that day. He was answering phones, and he still, with all the customers and all that shit, still got me out of there in, in an hour. He said, I'll have this thing done in an hour, and I'm sitting in there. And in what's this fucking guy, Cubs jersey, take me out to the ball game. He's wearing a mask. His buddy comes in, no fucking mask. Young kids, right? And then another one of their friends comes in. He's a young kid, and he's walk- as he's walking into the store, he's starting to put his on. So, I don't know. And somebody else was showing me how parents are starting to have, like, these parties where if one kid is infected with COVID, a, a low level of COVID, whatever, from their non-medical having fucking asses, they're just diagnosing that, and then they're just trying to give it to other kids so they get the antibodies. And as far as I know, that there's no proof 
that once you get the antibodies, that once they go away, you can't get it again. I don't know what the fuck people are doing. I haven't heard anybody with a lab coat and a degree saying that that's what you should be doing. But people are going, oh, it worked with chicken pox. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you're a divided country because of fucking you only have two news networks. But now I think they really need to be they need to be broken up. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a goddamn comedian, so don't listen to me. I will tell you this. I watched that MotoGP race. MotoGP's coming back uh, this Sunday. The full fucking Monty there. Where uh, I watched the MotoGP Qatar race from in March, uh, March 8th, right before this whole thing shut down. Uh, it was a MotoGP 2 race. Well, for those of you who aren't race fans, that's like the AAA. And uh, Joe Roberts, the California kid, an American, had a great showing. Uh, there was some guy, I forget his fucking name. The guy was like, he was uh, winning the whole damn race and Joe Roberts was pressuring him and he kind of ate up his tires, did this guy. And uh, then for a minute, Joe Roberts was in first place, an American on a motorcycle winning at uh, just below the tippity top of the motorcycle sports world. And it was very exciting. He had the stars and stripes on his helmet, which I loved. And, uh, but I hope I say it right, uh, Tetsuta Nagashima, this Japanese rider who just rode an incredible race, um, ended up passing him, and then a couple of Italians also passed him, Lorenzo Baldessari and Ania Bastiani, no, Bastianini, Bastianini, right? They all passed him, so now he, he wasn't on the podium, but it was still a great showing, for the young kid, I'm hoping, you know, he's going to do some things in MotoGP, too, and we'll get an American, we'll get a ride up on uh, MotoGP. But uh, big news is it all starts back up, the real deal. And I'm t- you know, if you're living in the United States of America, for whatever dumb reason, they don't televise it over here. They used to on Fox Sports, but they stopped. Um, MotoGP, you can only watch on MotoGP.com. I highly, highly recommend it if you're into uh, racing. This is the best racing out there. It's not even close. Um, the level of it, passing excitement that I've said, I, I absolutely 100% sold on this sport. And, um, you know, I watched something really interesting on their website where it showed all the muscle groups that you need to ride one of these bikes. And basically when they open up the throttle, wide open when they're flying down you it's you need basically the same amount of strength you would need to do a a pull up 110 percent of your body weight so let's say i weigh unfortunately like a you know bucks i I think i'm i think i'm a little less than 180 180 is my one time when i'm just like i gotta fucking drop some weight let's say i'm 180 so that would basically mean uh, 190 and about 109. Like I was going to do like a pull down of 198 pounds, which I cannot do. And that's basically you have to be able to handle 110% of your body weight so you don't get blown off the back of the bike. And then when they slow down and they go into the turns, it's like riding a horse where it's like you're using your legs holding on to the bike. And then you got to keep your forearms relaxed because those are your controls. And uh, there's all these kinds of G-forces. Obviously, I have no scientific background. They have a great video that I should repost. Why don't I repost? I'll repost it. Um, That shows all the muscle groups that you need just to keep that thing on the bike. Just keep yourself on the bike. Um, 
And what's amazing is once they get up to speed on the straightaway, which is usually the start-finish line, always seems to be the long straightaway, um, there's like a two- or three-second moment where they can kind of relax and catch their breath before they do it again. It's fucking unbelievable. And if you've ever had a chance to drive a car around a racetrack, which I did um, when I was out in uh, Las Vegas, just going five times around the track, how much your brain gets thrown around and just how you, you like... You feel like you flipped the car. At least I did. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, this is why I like the Cadillac Eldorado. I just want to cruise down the fucking street. I don't want to be whipping around corners and shit. Um, anyways, check it out. You get a whole new level of respect for uh, racing because, um, you know, for whatever reason in this country, you're either totally into it or you're just being like, dude, they just drive around in a circle. Fucking stupid. Um, yeah, so Major League Baseball's back today. Today, uh, Yankees versus Nationals. Hopefully Aaron Judge is back and he's all healthy, so you get to see what that giant Mickey Mantle's going to do. And then one of the greatest rivalries ever, going back to Brooklyn at Ebbets Field and the Polo Grounds in New York City. Up in Harlem, you got uh, Brooklyn and Harlem. You got uh, Dodgers versus the Giants. Try to behave yourself, fans. Um, Oh, actually, the fans won't be there. So that's a good thing. Crazy fucking West Coast fans. No one's going to get kicked in the head till they fucking die a few years later. You always got to bring that one up, right? Absolutely. Um, That one's going down. And then the next day, I think the Red Sox have the Blue Jays or something. I don't know who the fuck they're playing, but uh, I'm going to watch a little bit of that. And then the NBA. The NBA um, comes back on July 30th. On the 31st, my... Beloved Boston Celtics play the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And at some point, I guess the NHL is going to come back with some uh, round-robin fucking, like the, the the bean pot sort of quick playoff system. We shall see. We shall see. So that's what's going on in the sports world. Very exciting that um, the sports are coming back. Um and I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I, hopefully the COVID thing's going down. I don't know. Because um, like the rest of you, I have been hemorrhaging cash. I have not fucking worked, people, in uh, since March. Okay? And I've, Bill, Bill, I've, I've squeezed a nickel here or there. I'll tell you that. But Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't think I ever planned to take a whole fucking year off. Um, I'll tell you what's nuts right now is the price gouging. The fucking price gouging, if you want to try to get out anywhere, you know, personally, I don't have a fucking problem. You know, we got a nice house, you know, after I dumped all these fucking money into it. Um, I'm fine staying here, but, you know, I've been able to run out and go do errands. So my wife's been going crazy, you know, and she likes the beach, okay? She has a little more pigment than I do, so she loves the beach. I'm not into the beach at all. The fucking ocean terrifies me, uh, and the sand burns me up, so... Oh, I'll tell you, it burns me up. Um, so I'm not into that shit at all, but like I am into my wife and her happiness, and I love her to death, so I need to get her out to the ocean. So we were just looking at some, you know, some just fucking little bullshit little bungalows. You can't fucking believe the money that they want. It's fucking ridiculous. We looked at one uh, just south of Santa Barbara for like a Friday through leave Monday morning. They wanted $15,000. Oh, my. That was the easiest go fuck yourself. That was, that's go fuck yourself anytime. Pandemic, no pandemic. And, you know, remember that guy at the beginning of all of this shit who hoarded the fucking hand sanitizer? 
basically the only American who took this shit seriously. So he made the proper investment and he got fucking shit on and he had to dump his crap. What about all of these cunts with oceanfront property that are now fucking charging all of this goddamn money? I swear to God, all of this fucking shit that we've been talking since 9-11, you know, support the troops and, uh, you know, wave the flag and all of that. It's all lip service. When it really comes down to it, it's if you can fuck somebody, you know, you're going to fuck them. That's basic. There's, there's no fucking loyalty in any of this shit. Where the fuck do you get off charging that money? Oh, it's what the market will bear. Go fuck yourself. I'm so sick of that shit. That and, and that's how business is done. Well, that's how business is done. You know, if you were new to business, that's how business is done. What? You have a smile on your face and the customer's always right unless they're a cunt. You always have to have a caveat there because there are a lot of cunts out there, right? You give people a decent portion of food. Is that how business is done? No, business is done this way. All the money comes to me and I'm going to fucking rob you blind. And then when you audit me, I'll, then I'll just be like, hey, you know. That's how business is done. Hey, that's what happened to me. Um, so anyway, that was interesting. So guess what? We're going to be staying here. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, you know it's expensive when even your wife goes, Jesus Christ, you know? Because we all know the broads there. They, they go with emotion first. Emotion first, bottom line later. Okay, I just need to see a fucking... Hermit crab. Um, yeah, so that was out, out the fucking window. Um, I got to find some. I'll find some fucking methy part of the coast. You know, zombied fucking lunatic part of the coast. Maybe I can get in there for fucking 11 grand. Fuck that. Um, anyway. Uh, plowing ahead here. Today, you wouldn't know it by my mood. Today marks 600 days, no booze. Wa-ba-ba-da-bee-ba-da-boo. 600 days. 600 days, no booze. You booze? At my age, you lose. 600 days. You think after 600 days, I could just be like, hey, you know, I would just love to have one cold, ice-cold Budweiser or, or Miller High Life. That's not what I think. I think, you know what? That dive bar right there, I want to go in there at about fucking 2 in the afternoon, and I want to start. And I want to walk out of there around 7 p.m. I want to pass out and then wake up around 10, have a little hair of the dog, and then pass out for the night. That's what the fuck I want to do. That's what I'm thinking of doing. That's not what I always did when I was drinking, but that's after 600 days, you would think that I would want to fucking dip my toe in. I don't. I do not. I want a cannonball right into the fucking deep end. Although a buddy of mine has been been uh mr themelis the uh the producer of the monday morning podcast or is the afternoon just before i'm correct um he's been drinking ipas so i know those are a little bit heavier just having like one ipa here or there so i was thinking maybe i could do that i don't fucking know but you know something i gotta tell you this at my age even not boozing it's hard to keep the fucking weight on off the last thing i need to do Let's go back to that fucking bullshit. So, um, I don't know. I guess I should be excited. 600 days. I'm just sad that I can't fucking drink anymore. Being honest. <laughs> I had so much fucking fun 
I really had a great time, you know. But like I said, like I've been saying, I would have saved up some of my fun days had I known that now I got to go dry for the, like, what, the final fucking 25-30. I always say 25-30, trying to be modest, but I plan on making 100. Um, anyway, uh, so that's the deal. 600 days, no booze. Um, I shaved my beard off. You know, I got sick of the whole fucking... Everybody during this pandemic has been growing beards. I did a, a Zoom podcast and everybody on it had a fucking beard. And everybody looks like fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway. And I'm just, I, I just like, I don't want to fucking look like this anymore. So I shaved it off. Um, it was hilarious. My daughter was just like, Dada, wh- why you do that? <laughs> it's like, you know, just to have like something different. She's like, why? Wh- why? And just kept asking me why I did it. And uh, so I figured out she'll get used to it. And then yesterday... She said, Dad, wear, wear your beard and mustache. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll gradually grow it back. But I'm kind of enjoying I think I'm going to go fucking clean shaven for the rest of the summer. Um, I will tell you, though. Oh, oh fucking Billy. I don't, I don't have a fucking wrinkle on my face. I got a little bit of crow's feet and bullshit. You know, the wrinkles, you know, on, on the forehead. But, I mean, I, you know, I moisturized, people. I did do that right. As much as I boozed, I moisturized. And I got to tell you, and I stayed out of the sun. I got to tell you something. As a borderline albino, to be looking as good as I'm, I look fucking great for 52, okay? Let's, let's be honest. 52 is not a, not a number you want to look at, all right? But if you did have to look at it, I, I look all right. I think I'm doing okay, you know, man? I'm trying to stay positive over here, man. <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, so I just needed to switch it up. I think that maybe I'll get my wife to do that. She got to switch it up or something like that to keep it, uh, make it new again. Do something different. Um, so we don't lose our minds. Stay got a little parcel of property here. Um, but I changed the drum heads. I went with a clear ambassador head on my, uh, my two rack, t- uh, my one rack tom on my floor tom. And, uh, I got to be honest with you. It sounds the exact same as the coded one, as far as I know. Although it does sound good. Uh, my drum teacher, Dave Elich, taught me this way of, of uh, tuning or tensioning drums that, like, you just guaranteed you're going to get a, a fucking good sound. You're going to get a round tone. You're not going to get, like, where the, the top head and the bottom head are competing with each other and you're just getting some fucking shit sound. Um, it's fucking easy as hell. And all it is is like all of these years, you know, where they show you the pattern of going around and around and around and all of that. Um, no one ever stopped to tell you that you want to feel equal pressure. So you kind of just go by feel. Whatever the pattern is that you're using, you just go by fear. Fear by feel. So, because what happens is as you turn those, if you just say, I'm going to do a half turn all the way around with whatever pattern you're using, the the head is is starting to get seated on top of the drum. So then what happens is, is to basically have an equal amount of tension with the opposite one. A lot of times you have to go a little further because it, it's starting to sit down. And obviously the uh, whatever the fuck you call it, the thing that you screw in there is now up further away from the uh, whatever the fuck you call the, uh, the rim there. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. How, how, the lug. 
What, what happened? Oh, I, I swear to God, the older you get, the less words you use. And if you don't use the other words, you forget them. Um, there's the bearing edge, there's the rim, and then there's the lug. Yeah, so you just, you just go by feel. As you still do the same pattern, you know, and you might, I'm just saying, you don't definitely have to turn further on the opposite lug, but you just, just muscle memory. Just remember the, the, how, how much resistance you were getting on one, and you just duplicate that as you go around, and you're going to be pretty goddamn close. And uh, eventually, what I want to do is I got to go back and watch that Benny Greb one. Because Benny Greb has the sickest sounding fucking drum kit I've heard since Steve Gadd back in the day up close. When he had the black, those black uh, tom heads. The, like his floor toms were the best sounding that I, I had ever heard. And then uh, Benny Greb came along and like i don't know how the fuck he does it i mean it sounds like a fucking couple couple of bass drums um and he has this whole way of doing it i just don't have the same drum key he gets his drum key that also has like a rubber stopper on top um that is part of it i gotta go back and watch it um god knows i have the time and uh, i got a couple extra drums that I'm not using on my kit right now. I'm just playing like a four-piece. That's kind of what I like. I like the four-piece. Um, but I got to get uh, one of my other drums. What do I got? I got a, a 12 and a 13 to 12. I'll just keep tuning that up and down and just using the Benny Greb method. I just got to get that same drum key that he has. And uh, I want to get fucking... I'm, I just decided, like, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. Shave the beard off, and I'm going to get really good at tuning up my drums. I already know I can get it for finally after all of these years, thanks to Dave Elich. I can now actually tune up a drum kit, and it sounds pretty good. And uh, I'd like to get great at it because um, becoming great at playing drums just doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I could be a, a, drum t- a, a dad band drum tech. I have no idea, but um, I've been... Uh, just everything that I'm trying to do playing drums, I just always end up like hitting a wall and I'm learning that it's coming down to the way I'm sitting, the tension I'm holding in my body and how I'm breathing. And you just want to be like relaxed. And what happens is with me anyways, with playing drums is whatever I'm working on, if I'm playing along to the song, it's really hard to fight off the here it comes, here it comes and you fucking tense up. And especially if there's any sort of uh, speed involved, it's like the faster you play, the more relaxed you have to be. It's fucking wild. Um, And for some reason, it's the exact, your body, because you're going faster, you know, speeding it up, you equate speed with uh, more difficulty, which brings anxiety or whatever, just causes you to tense up. It's just, it's fucking unbelievable. It's really ridiculous how that works. Um, because I can play that Bonham triplet lick at about 85 BPMs, but if I'm playing along to the song, I can only play it like at 75. And of course, Bonham plays it at 95. And of course, he also did it at fucking 19 and didn't get his first drum kit until he was 15. You know, it's always things like that where I go, oh yeah, Bill, you definitely picked the right road by... Stop ending your I'm going to be a professional drummer dream and becoming a comedian. So, um, anywho, 
I'm just going to get into that type of shit. And uh, I don't know. I do will tell you, one of the great blessings, though, is I've been home every single day of my son's life, which has been fucking awesome. And I've just decided to focus on that and the fact that motorcycle racing is back, baseball is back, the fact that people are finally buying into wearing these masks. I think this fucking thing's going to go away. And I just believe just, I guess 2020 is just a wash. And, um, I'm already trying to plan ahead. How, how are we going to do the fucking holidays? You know, cause we always had like this big kid, um, Halloween thing party where people come over with their kids and they dress them up. And, um, you know, a lot of our friends are obviously in the business of show business they're really f- talented people, and some of the creative stuff that they come up with. This woman last year had her kid come over dressed up as an old lady, had a little walker, and put little cotton balls for her hair, and had little granny glasses on. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, every year, there's always like, you know, somebody that just has like this, this killer outfit. So that's one of those things that we looked forward to, you know, and I would make the pumpkin bread and all of that type of stuff. So. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to scale it down. But I will tell you this. I am still going all out, still making the pumpkin bread, still making the pies, still throwing down for Thanksgiving. You got to do something, right? Um, anyways, but whatever. Who do you like? The Yankees versus the Nationals. I got to record that game. Do I have to record the game? No, it's coming on this afternoon. No, tomorrow's game. I got to record the, uh, the Red Sox game tomorrow. Um, all right. Let me do a little bit of reads here, everybody. Um, and I'm just going to keep advising you guys to stop watching CNN and Fox News, okay? They are in the business of dividing this country, and a divided nation is a weak nation, and that is an issue of national security. So uh, whatever you like, the right or the left, red or blue ties or bras, whatever the fuck you're into, just stop watching those fucking assholes. I really wish that their ratings would just absolutely fucking plummet. And that they would be forced to actually be journalists again, as opposed to the op-ed whining, blaming, and all of the fucking shit that they're doing and, and just screaming fire in a crowded movie theater that they do. It's just, it's the one of the worst fucking things that's ever happened to this country. Um, you get people literally yelling at each other about wearing a mask, wearing masks during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> Take off that mask, you fucking coward. That's the end result. You know, and then you got everybody on the left. Everything that's ever been wrong with this country is because of Donald Trump. Um, all right. Simply safe, everybody. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? Uh, a axe-wielding murderer standing at the end of your bed that you didn't understand. Okay. A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. Exactly. The end result is that you have a fucking mouse in your house. Turned out to be a mouse, not a rat. It's a mouse. And I got to tell you something. I have a, a, a soft, spot, soft, spot, soft spot in my heart for mice. I like mice. I don't like them in my house, house, but I actually, as far as rodents go, they're fucking adorable. I love a mouse. You know what I mean? And the bullshit that they've gone through, through labs and all of that shit. Rats, unfortunately, they're like, they're like the sharks of rodents. And mice are like the, the dolphins. You know what I mean? It's funny because a dolphin will help save you from drowning. Everybody looks past the fact that they've raped a lot of trainers. And sharks just are just, you know, they're sharks, you know? 
They never used Invisalign. They got sharp teeth. They're, they're all over their fucking mouth. And uh, they're just doing their job. They're just doing their job, which is to fucking eat anything that's sort of weak out there, which human beings are in the ocean. Um, I used to read Runaway Ralph when I was a kid. I used to read that series of books. So maybe it was just one book. I can't remember. And he had a little fucking motorcycle and he had a little peanut shell helmet and all of that. Um, Ratatouille with the great Patton Oswalt wasn't out yet. So there wasn't any good press for rats. So I, I still fucking hate rats. I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, simply safe, everybody. <clears throat> What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated, you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that sim- simple is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important. Yeah, I got a couple of buddies of mine just bought guns. I just don't get like having the gun. And then you always have to have it in some fucking safe and all of this shit. It's not readily available. Then also, if you use the thing, you're going to blow out your eardrums. So for the rest of your life, your ears are ringing because that fucking cunt came into your house. All right. And uh, on all they do is just go to the gun range and then they just shoot at a non-moving, you know, silhouette. I guess you got to go out and you got to do the pull, you know, with your handgun. Go skeet shooting with your fucking handgun. I don't know. I don't know how it works, to be honest with you. But my ears are so shot. I'm thinking of maybe getting a crossbow. And just having that thing fucking loaded. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why are silencers illegal for somebody who's never... You know why? Because somebody will eventually kill this spouse. It would, just, it would just be too goddamn tempting. I'll talk about that. Let me finish this fucking read. Uh, they believe that simple is safer and is exactly why Simply Safe is the home security system for right now when feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy. Uh, I can do what you do. Easy to use while protecting your whole home uh, 24-7. Order online with the click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in. Yeah, you're out of your mind during a pandemic if you're not doing this. And your home is protected around the clock. No tech technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract simply safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by u.s news and world report and their 24 7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day Head to simplysafebird.com and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com to make sure they know that our show sent you. All right. Um, yeah, dude, if you had like a silencer, I just think that it would just be way too fucking easy, you know, to take out somebody that you, you, you were probably new, you know, with the silencer, you have time to get your story together. Not saying it's going to work. Um, you know what I mean? I'll tell you, like, and it's all, yeah, you know something? People would, would be too much of cowboys if they had silencers. Because I'll tell you right now, if I had a fucking little pistol with the silencer on it and I saw that fucking little mouse, well, not a mouse. If it was a mouse, I'd be like, freeze! If it was a rat, I'd just start fucking shooting. You know? Yeah, there'd be too many. I don't know, but silencers are legal in Florida. You know? They are legal in Florida. 
Let's look this up. Dude, I have looked up some of the most fucked up shit lately. Some of my, my, my scans here. Scans? No. Some of my searches. States where silencers are legal. All right. Here we go. Currently, the following... 42 fucking states allow private ownership of suppressors. All right. Let's see. We got the ones that you knew. Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona. Um, I guess... Oh, AK is... Uh, is that Alaska? Sorry. Alabama, Alaska. Uh, uh, Arizona. I'm doing. It's, I got. I can't always do a southern accent. That's my old retired Republican. Arizona, um, Arkansas. Wait, is that Alaska? What's what's the abbre- abbreviations for states? Can my computer hear me? List of all abbreviations. Let's see here. Alaska is AK. Okay, it is AK. All right, let's get back to it. I'll try to do the, the proper um, accent for all. I can't do it. Okay. Alabama, uh, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Connecticut, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, uh, Indiana, Idaho. Wait, if IN is Indiana, what's IA? Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, one of my favorites, Louisiana. Maine, Maryland, Minnesota. I don't even know. I I don't know my fucking. MI is Michigan. Sorry. MD. Is that Maryland? I say Maine, Maryland, Michigan. Don't fucking take, you know, my word for it. Minnesota. MS. MO is Missouri, right? What is MS? Mississippi, right? Fuck, these are, man, I haven't done this in a while. N.E., is that New England? Um, That's Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania. They let people in Philly have silences? Oh, Jesus. South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, one of my favorites, Texas, of course, Utah, uh, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Let's make it easier, huh? Silencers aren't illegal. California, Massachusetts, New York, right? Let's see. Where are they legal? Oh, they got a nice colored in map here. Okay, so basically they are legal in every state except California, Illinois, that would be because of L.A. and Chicago, Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and yeah. Wait a minute. This got in, in Hawaii. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What states don't allow suppressors? 
The eight states that currently do not allow silencers are California, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and the District of Columbia. Basically, the brains of the outfit. The smartest people lit. No, I'm kidding. Just wanted you guys to be, oh, what the fuck? Um, so there you go. Who knew? Who the fuck knew? I think there's just too many people and too many fucking wise guys in New York, New Jersey area. Massachusetts, we're super liberal. It's funny. It's so funny that Massachusetts is that fucking liberal while simultaneously, you know, has a reputation for being as racist as it is. It all comes down to, to, you know, state jobs, I think. People want to lean on a shovel, not have that taken away. All right, legal Zoom, everybody. It's a whole new world out there. We're all faced, we're all faced with new challenges. If you, need legal, if you need legal help to overcome some of yours, uh, that's where legal Zoom fits in. Maybe, maybe you've been wondering about the best way to protect your family. Or maybe... You're thinking about starting a business, but you don't know the best way to do it. Don't let legal questions hold you back. LegalZoom has been dedicated to helping you with the right solutions for more than 19 years. Um, if you're looking to protect your family with a will or a living trust, or you're thinking about the right way to start a business with a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, or MUA, LegalZoom got you covered. LegalZoom's got you covered. I thought they were getting all, all like... Hip-hop and cool there. LegalZoom got you covered. LegalZoom's got you covered. Uh, it's easy to get started online. And if you need guidance, their network of attorneys can provide advice to ensure you make the right choices. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you won't have to leave your home and you won't be charged by the hour. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of some important things you need to get done. That's LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Uh... All right. Okay, I think that's the podcast for this day. Uh, by the way, old movie I've been watching. I watched uh, Robin Hood, 1938, starring Errol Flynn. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit dated, but it's considered one of the great movies of all time. And um, I actually watched it. It's sort of like the original Braveheart. Um, you know, when everybody still had to do fucking stunts and all of that shit. Uh, I was watching that. I watched the first half hour of that. And oh, I cannot recommend, by the way, late night, Turner Classic Movies on a Friday night. After 2 o'clock, 2, 2 a.m., they show like some like cult classics, just crazy shit. And they also show like these car videos and like police training videos from way back in the day. And this weekend, I watched one on the, on the was it the Chevy Corvair? The one that Ralph Nader tanked and said was the most unsafe car ever. Uh, I was watching these people driving up a fucking stream for 20 miles, showing how awesome the car was. Chevrolet Corvair. Yeah, it was. Chevy Corvair. Um, Good looking car, too. But it had an engine in the back and all of that. I guess, I don't know. If you hit something, I guess it was really bad. I have no fucking idea. All I know is this, is... um, there was another video that I watched. Um, I'll see if I can get the name of it. I got to tell you, dude, it, I don't know if you want to watch this thing. It was like one of those ones that they, I, I used to have people about 10 years older than me. They stopped showing it in driver's ed by the time I had come along. 
and they just wish they used to show to scare the shit out of young drivers. They would show footage from fatal accidents, dead bodies and all this shit. Um, and they were showing the shit. I'm talking people burned up, people like slammed into a tree back when there was like no crumple zones and the engine just came through the firewall. You got impaled by the steering column and just the whole thing was like an accordion. And then you like almost like, like toothpaste were just sticking out the side. You got squeezed out the side. It was, it was fucking disturbing. And I know all you guys are like, well, I got to see that. All right. They used to have them out in California. They used to be called, like, called Red Asphalt. Um, and this one was back in the 50s when cars were super, super fucking unsafe. Jay Leno always had that great joke about the dashboard, uh, the, the, you know, all the shit that was sticking out of it to impale you, and they would just hose it off <laughs> for the fucking next guy. Um, all right. Let me see here. Uh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, let me let me look, try to find this for you. Uh, highway death videos. Um, police nineteen fifties graphic. Let's see what I come up with here. It was like code 39 or something like that. Where the fuck? I mean, it was just footage of accidents here. Let me see. Was it 39? Code 30 or something like that? Let me see if I can find this for you. Signal 30. Oh, my God. Signal 30, 1959. I'm, 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 I'm giving you a nice fucking warning. This fucking video, I mean, this fucking video is not something like I didn't feel right after I fucking watched this, but it also made me want to drive a lot more careful. Um, holy shit. Signal 30. Check that out. I'm sorry if I ruin your fucking weekend. All right. That's it. I'll, I'll post that and then I'll, I'll post. No, fuck that. You got to listen to the podcast to get that one. Signal 30 and I'll, I'll post the MotoGP one. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Have a great weekend. You cunt. Keep wearing your masks and don't watch CNN and Fox. Fuck those guys. They're not Americans. They're pieces of shit profiting off of all our misery. All right. That's it. I'll see you. Generals gathered in their masses. Sorcerer of death's construction Um, this is actually an intro before the intro to the podcast. This is not the official podcast at this point. Um, I was on the road and uh, I 
recorded the podcast on Thursday. I did it into my iPhone, and my iPhone wasn't synced up to my computer, and I'm too much of a fucking moron to be able to figure out how to deal with that. So I had to fly back, give it to my tech guy. So I just, now it's fine. I just want to let you know that that's what it is, because in five seconds you're going to hear me talking about, hey, it's Thursday, look at me doing it all fucking early. All right? So that's the that's the reason for that before you send me your emails. All right, go. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 16th, 2012. Uh, recording it this week on my iPhone. I'm on the road, so I wasn't going to bring my mixer and all that other shit. Um, got a big week. I'm actually recording this on a Thursday before I do my show. So if something amazing happened, like uh, if somebody very important died... Or if that asteroid hit the fucking planet, that's because, uh, and I'm not addressing it. It's not like I'm doing some hipster thing trying to act like I don't notice. Um, it's Thursday here. And uh, I'm in Boston right now. The friendly confines. I've been behind enemy lines since 1995, so I'm back here in Boston. And I figured, what better time to do a podcast with a fellow Boston sports uh, fan? Um, Dave Portnoy is my guest this week. I feel like I have a real show here, by the way. Uh, he's uh, the creator. Yeah, the creator of BarstoolSports.com, which uh, is so big now that I've, I've heard it's now in New York, Philly. Well, New York's version of Barstool. Obviously, they're not talking Boston sports. But uh, before we get into this, it's it's like, uh, you know, his his website is, you know, all things Boston. And then it just shoots off from there, from political stuff to uh, the smoke show of the week, right? The hot yeah. chick? Pretty much anything that we feel like talking about. So right. it, 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 it's, we have the Boston version, New York, Philly, college version. But it, it's, uh, it's almost like a guy gossip site, if you want to right. put it that way. But geared towards Well, let, let me ask you this, because, you know, everybody can get a bunch of hits and that type of shit on, uh, on the Internet, you know, but, like, to actually make money off of the internet. That's what I wanted to do right out of the gate was to congratulate you that you actually tried and, you know, there's like major movie studios trying to figure out how to fucking make money on the internet because everybody like pirates their uh, their movies and all that type of stuff. So congratulations, dude. Welcome to the world of Thank making you. money and not really technically having a job. Yeah, no, it's a, it's <laughs> not a bad place to be. It's not a bad place to be, and it's uh, it was a long grind, but we're here now. So well, how, how long how long has it been since you started? Barstool's been around for like seven years. Started as a newspaper, so it was, right. you know you see the racks, the improper Bostonian, all that crap. We uh, we're just a free gambling rag, four pages black and white. Oh, so you started off giving people picks and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was sort of like that. I mean, I was like a. I mean, I was a degenerate gambler, so right. I, I hated my job. Nice. Tried to move to Vegas, get a job. Well, I. I how, how, wait, wait, Vegas. wait. How bad did the gambling get? Were you like one of those guys, like? Oh, it's bad. five hour energy on the way to your fo- on the way to Foxwoods. No, no, I was never a really big Foxwoods guy. Much more sports. You can't get oh, in trouble so much at Foxwoods because you need the money in your hand. You can get oh, in trouble okay, okay. much more with like sports because they'll give you credit. But I mean, I used to gamble a lot. Hated my job. So, how how far in did you get? Like, how much you make in a week, and how much did you owe? I mean, I, I well, this will be all relative, but I mean, I I've been down thirty, forty grand before. That's a Shit on 30, 40 grand. Yeah. Are they like knocking on your door at that point? Well, you know what? You have relationships. My guy who I've gone through, 
my uh, he'll love this part me talking about. It, but I've been going through him since college. So right. I, and it gradually, you know, like I did. But fortunately, work. you don't go through him anymore, right? Just no, in case right. there's any problems, right? No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was still mutual acquaintances. <laughs> but but you, you see each other around the holidays. You get to be such a degenerate, and you get to be so lose. Like I never win, never. I mean, right. I, I've gambled since I've been alive. I've probably collected two weeks and. 30 years. So it's like, I, you know, I'm always going to lose. So if I lose, it's now to the point. If I lost, let's just throw a number. If I lost 20 units, I'll only have to pay 10. Uh, I get unbelievable discounts. And it's never a knock on your door. He always knows I'm going to pay like most of it work deals. Right. So it's never been like. Dude, I never had the hard for it. I, a long time ago in like the late 80s, the Patriots sucked. I forget what year, but they were supposed to be good. I think it was 89. And I wasn't, you know, I'd spent all my money on season tickets, yep. and uh, and they just kept losing. So I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna, I'm gonna win some money back." So they were losing to everybody, and the Buffalo Bills came to town, and this was '89, so it was before they were the run and gun, and everybody knew. But but this, but this was the fucking team before yep. they did, and like the Bills always sucked. Between OJ and the run and gun, they just, you know, they had a couple decent years, so. You know, I buried them, which was 50 bucks in my life or something like that. I buried them in, I think, Miami, and they both uh, – and I, the Patriots in Miami, and they both didn't come through. And I was down like 100 bucks, and I was making like 175 a week, and that was enough for me. I did it once. I think the greatest thing that ever happened to me is I, I didn't win the first week. Like, did you win the first week and then no, you were chasing No, no. Most people generally do win. No, I just, you know, I just had the disease. It's like I love doing it. I know – Luckily for me, I haven't done it, and it's all probably actually. This is how I rationalize in my brain. I don't think I would have done barstool if right. I didn't have that like gene, because there's so much risk with what we do. Even now, like concerts, concerts are it's like stock market type shit. It's like you know that's how we make a lot of our money. We do these like basically raves for college kids. Yeah, those blackout parties. Exactly. So we'll rent out buildings, and you know we're basically betting on kids buying the tickets. Like we're laying out tens of thousands of dollars before we do it, hoping. So t- tell tell the listeners a little bit about that because I, I didn't know about those. I knew you did all the, the talking. The stuff about sports and all that type of stuff. So you, you host these things, uh, blackout parties. Blackout parties. We everybody started. gives you shit, right? That they, they... Yeah, we get shit from everybody. We're like enemy number one of Boston and lately moving. I mean, somehow we've ended up, I mean, the calls from 2020. We were on Inside Edition with that thing. Um, who's the guy? Who's the gay guy with the short blonde hair? Good looking guy. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. He, they called. I mean, it's all about the blackout parties. For, even though everyone's kind of doing similar stuff, but these are raves. I'm, I'm going to take. I don't a, know if he's gay or not. I'm not trying to out that guy in the party. No, I think he's. No, I think he's. Is he? I don't know. No, he's outed. He outed himself. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you maybe use a Thursday excuse. No, he's. You may want to research it in case you don't out him. No, that makes sense. He's got great hair. <laughs> it just always hair. looks good. Gay guys always have great yeah, hair. Yeah. No, my wife. Thinks he's the hottest guy, but I, I'm 99 <laughs> percent sure that he's said he's gay, and if he has Ah, this is such a classic podcast moment. We don't even know. Now we're going to go with it it's like it's fucking fact. Well, it, there's nothing. I got nothing you can sue me for, so it, we, allegedly. I, who gives a fuck? Either I way. I put my reputation on it, okay. even, no matter what. Even if he hasn't said it, I'm pretty sure he is, but I think he said it. But it's your podcast, not mine, so, I mean, whatever. Right. But I think he is gay. Um, hey, everyone. Have you ever walked into the post office and said, you know what, I don't think I ever want to come here again? Not that I hate the postal industry, not that I hate the people who work here, not even that I hate postcards or something else, whatever. Um, Wouldn't it be great if you could take the post office and bring it into your own apartment? 
Well, fortunately, there's a way you can do it. Stamps.com, everybody. Um, Basically, you got your post office in your apartment. If you're a fan of this podcast, you've heard this a zillion times. This is a zillion and one. Um, Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right now from your desk, in your apartment, in your house, in your shanty little town in Haiti at uh, stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. Um, And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes. So you can get postage whenever you need, 24-7. Basically, you can can print legal postage, and uh, they give you a little scale. And like I always say, you know, you can wear a hat if you want to, but that's not included. You get a little scale. You can weigh packages. You can do all this in the nude in your own house. I love it. I use it. I endorse it. And that's it. Right now, use my last name, Burr. B-U-R-R for this special offer. No risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. Don't wait. Act now. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. B-U-R-R. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr. We're getting all the advertising out of the way. Here we go. Amazon.com. Would you like to help this podcast and help the Wounded Warrior Project? Sure, we all would. How do we do it, Bill? Well, you go to BillBird.com. You click on the podcast page. And on the right-hand side, you'll see the Amazon link. You'll see the banner, I should say. And uh, you just click on that and then go buy something on Amazon if you want. Not saying you have to. And they'll kick a percentage to me. I take 10% of that. And I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project. Actually, at this point, I'm kicking 10% of all the advertising to that project because uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Are you an American? Well, there you go. Specifically, uh, an American from the United States. Before anybody gets a little little fancy with the geography. You know, people in Canada, they're American. They all live in North America. What about people in Honduras? Hey, what about your mother? All right, get back to me with that one. All right, the last one, Gamefly.com, everybody. Do you like to play video games while you pretend to listen to the person you're allegedly in love with? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you had 8,000 games to choose from and a 15-day free trial? 15 days, free trial, Gamefly.com slash Bill Burr. Go on there. You got access to 8,000 games. Play until your damn thumbs fall off. And, And then you can say, you know what, I'm good. I tried all your games. I'm good. It's fantastic. Um, if you're a gamer, that's the place you want to go. Gameflight.com slash Bill Burr. Click on the, uh, what do they got? What do they got? A little game player? I don't know what you do. Just go there and buy something. Makes me look good. All right? Have a nice week. I'm glad we got that cleared up. I don't even remember now I'm off track what I was we, talking we would, oh, so you were talking about. Oh, so I was coming to the blackouts. So basically what we do with the blackouts, um, I'm going to guess, if you didn't know that Anderson Cooper wasn't gay, that you don't really know what like EDM music is either. Do you? You met EDM? Like dance music. You know, only because it was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Recently? Just that, that Danger Mouse. Not Danger Mouse, the uh, Mo- uh, dead, uh, dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Dead, dead mouth. mouth. No, I didn't know it was I'm, dead mouth five. Dead mouth five. That's is it is. dead mouth five? Because right. I was saying dead mouth five. My girl's going. I think it's dead mouse when they use no, the five mouth. as like an S. He wears the mouse head. I'm not gonna pass judgment because two years ago I didn't know what it was, but now like now I'm in that scene. I'm, I, that's what we do. So it's basically, as far as I can tell, it's house music with lasers and lights and shit bouncing off kids' eyes. Right. That's what it is. So it's old school, like uh, just you know. Kids are doing drugs, fucked up out of their mind, and those are the parties we do. Now, I'm not saying that, well, that, that's, 
if if Mayor Menino heard me say that, he'd be like here knocking on my door. But so we do these parties. We don't supply any of the stuff, but the lasers, the lights, the hardcore music, and they're it super just brings popular. that element. Well, it's it's a rave. I mean, oh, it's a rave. It's a freaking rave. That's really what it is. But it's not just us. It's what college kids do now. Like, no, I actually saw some of the, the some of the video of some of the girls and stuff like that. If I was a younger man, that would be the place I would go, whether I like that music or not. And um, you actually had like some. Fall- Eventually, we will get to sports on this, guys. I, I know you you had some fallout though. Like you you did some like on your website, you had some sort of a. Um, some sort of a joke or whatever, and they uh, that a rape joke. Yeah. And then you went on TV. I got to tell you, dude, th- that took balls, man. Like you sticking up for your joke like that. Like I would have stuck up for my joke, but I would have done it with a little more tact. I'll have a link to it on my uh, for podcast <laughs> listeners. She was just Lisa Guerrero. Yeah, man, she came in. Lisa Guerrero, what, 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 who was what, what, what was the joke? She's been in Playboy, by the way, and used to do the Weather Girl for the sports for CBS Sports. That Lisa oh, Guerrero, good for her. she's gorgeous. Yeah, well, she was. But anyways, the joke was, um, <laughs> dude, look at me. I'm yeah, no prize. No, I, listen, I, I call it as you see. I mean, I know she won't look at me, but whatever. Um, point is, we had a, there was a story in Europe, Australia, where a guy got accused of rape and was acquitted, and his defense was. She was where the judge agreed with the defense. She was wearing skinny jeans, and there's no way he could have gotten the jeans off without her consent because they were skinny jeans. So and that got him off. That got him off. So that was the oh story. Oh my god! So our our take on it, and it was the same take as we do with everything. I mean, we make fun of everybody. Was it came out in the story that she was a size six, and. So I said, who cares about the rape side of things? A size six should never be wearing skinny jeans. you got to be like... Oh, that's that big? Yeah, well, for skinny jeans, yeah. I, right. I think you got to be a zero or a two for skinny jeans. Um, and I don't like skinny jeans. So it's a fat girl, you're saying, in skinny jeans? That's what I was saying, the problem. So they were like, well, maybe that's why she, they, he couldn't get him off. Exactly. And that's how he got off. And then I took it a step further and said, who cares about that? You actually... If you're going to wear skinny jeans, you probably deserve to be raped anyway. Oh, so it was actually a fat joke. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Actually yeah, a fat that's joke. That's exactly what it was. Oh, I get it. So you go, so, so anyways, Dave goes on this show. You'll see in the clip, this girl goes right at you and it's just like, you know, you think rape jokes are funny and or something you were like, somehow she was saying, you think that joke is funny and you're like, yes, I do. And then she, then she tried to, to cook you. She tried to spin it and be like, oh, so you find rape funny. You're like, no, I don't. But I, I, then she goes, well, then I don't think you understand how offensive that joke is. And then you're like, well, evidently I don't. And I totally got what you were saying. You was, like, at least what I think you were saying, you're basically saying, like, like, I would equate it to, like, seeing an old lady fall down a flight of stairs in real life, not fucking funny, horrific. Right, right, okay? Right. In a Will Ferrell movie, right. hilarious. Right. And- because, because it's so horrific. Right. All right? right. So... You actually did a, like a roundabout, like fat, like sort of a fashion joke. You were sort of making like going like uh, that's basically ladies. You know, if you're a size six, don't try to don't slam your fat ass into a. Thing. Correct. But you, by no means, were condoning. Condoning right, and that's what everyone's twisted on us. And, and but it was funny though. But you didn't even explain it to her. You just you just answered her questions and didn't try to enlighten her at all. And like that's when I watched the clip. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Because I, w- I would have been like, look, the joke was about this. And then I would have backed out saying, you know, it's not my problem if people don't get my jokes. I, that's the way I would have handled it. You just 
were like you you were like fucking Oliver North. You were just <laughs> yeah. sitting there answering him. You know what? It came across and, and here's the weird thing. A lot of people think that clip made me look like an asshole and I have people being like, Fuck you. I would think that like, a bunch of like, people think that you're a piece of shit after right, that. Exactly. Like this this fuck like you know, uh you know my mother in law is sitting watching, you know, channel four and it's like my oh, fucking son-in-law condones rape. Like, wh- right. what's going on? But the thing about it, what you just said, that they probably in Inside Edition showed 30 seconds of me talking. Oh. I was in there for an hour and a half. And, I mean, at one point, I thought we were going to fight each other. Dude, i got to tell you, that when you're getting interviewed, the longer it goes, that's like the first 48, where at some point in the interview, you have to be like, am I being charged with anything? <laughs> Because if not, I'm going to leave, or if I am, I want a lawyer. But the longer you talk, it's the same thing doing, like, stand-up specials. Like, I remember back in the day, uh, the first time I, I, got a, I got a half hour on Comedy Central, they were like, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be 22 minutes because they have, they have eight minutes of commercials in a half hour. So they wanted us to, they were like, bare minimum, we need at least 28 minutes. So I did 28 minutes on the nose. Other guys would go over because the way I looked at it is I have no power over how they're going to edit this. It's exactly so I'm going to give them as, as little extra footage as I can. And what ended up happening was they took a whole joke. They just took a whole bit out. I loved the bit, but I only lost. There was only one thing to be upset about. So I think when you get into those those interviews uh like further down the line you should be like you know and, I, it, it takes them an hour and a half to ask you about a fucking rave and one joke and we're all over the map and we're dumb idiots i mean they came to our office the, this camera crew and we're like serving them tea and crumpets being like oh you want like cracking yeah. all jokes thinking we're buddies with these people yeah, that's what, one of the first things you learn those aren't your friends no no but we were we were rolling out the red carpet like i thought they were friendly as hell super nice oh, oh yeah, yeah. So great what you're doing with your website this really must be great you know yep. we always like making young yep. people People who are doing things, and then, but the second that interview ended, I knew, I knew that she was going to make. I mean, there was, I, and I met the camera guy who also did the 2020 thing that we just did, and even he says like it was one of the more contentious interviews, and it they're built to be contentious because it was it was that exchange, that type of tension. The whole time with this lady. Oh, the second you sat down, you felt she already uh, had. Oh, it was already. I mean, we said stuff like she's. I mean, I forget the exchange we had. There were some exchanges where it was like she's like, "Well, I'm a feminist." Like, "Well, I saw you naked in Playboy, so I don't think the you know they think you're a feminist." And it was that type of exchange. Oh my god! Higher time. Are they going to release this on DVD? And I see the live version. Pay. I would pay five grand cash for the full interview. I actually think it would make me look great because they cut up. Like what you're talking about, she didn't have any of the back contents. I asked her a hundred times, like, did you read the blog? You're just saying I condone rape. Do you even know what it's about? She couldn't answer it. You know, she asked me, do... um, I actually think at the end of the day, to use that overly used expression, that they love having a guest like you because at the end, I'm going to use it again, the end of the day, they want people to watch and if they have an interview like you... Yeah, I think there's that weird push-pull thing where they're acting like they're completely outraged, but they're totally psyched that you're being what they think right. is, is an asshole. Right. And I'm an easy target, and I'm probably somewhat like you. And Dude, we, and you were sitting there in a tank top. Well, that, that's, my army, that's my army gear. Like, if, granted, I'm wearing it now, but <laughs> if I show up to a professional interview in a purple tank top similar to this it's a little more outrageous than what i wear that means i know you don't like me across i'm gonna to try to make up a not a mockery but i it's like my mental 
I know I'm about to be made into an asshole. So you're like, if you're going to try and screw me, I'm not putting on a suit and tie. Right, exactly. I'm not going to try. I already know you're going to make me look like a jerk. That's actually fucking hilarious. That's the first thing. You 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 know what they say as a comedian, you're supposed to dress to the level of the room. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to do like, you know, some A room, you don't come in there dressed like a bum. And then, you know, if if you're doing some hellhole, you can dress it down. But I always feel like, you know, you you at least want to... In a hell room, you have some sort of moat between you and the animals. So if you have some sort of I'm in show business shiny shirt on, <laughs> yeah, that, that can that can kind of help. But dude, I gotta tell you, like I don't know the, the whole backstory of that, but all I know when I watched that, I was just like, uh, you know, that's a lot of comedian friends of mine. Opie and Anthony show. I should send them that clip, like if they haven't seen it. Like, I think that they would get a kick out of it. I'm not saying they condone it one way or the other because I'm not trying to get anybody to drag in on the shit, but just the to, to the way you did that, and you, there was no, like, you didn't, because, I, I, like I said, I would have tried to explain the joke. I, I didn't blink. She, she threw it at me, it and I just fucking, stone-faced her right back at me. It was, it was real. it was funny. So, you can almost see my face, actually, and when I rewatch it, like, I almost grind my teeth, like, I knew it was coming, it was like I was gearing up to, alright, don't back down right here, just go right back at her. Well, it's going to be interesting as you do more and more of those interviews. I'll be looking now for the tank top. Yeah, that's. Oh, he's got an eyes on it. He kind of yeah. likes this guy. Maybe the thing. So, yeah. well, now that we're, we're uh, I don't. Can we even like, like we haven't even really even talked sports. I got to tell you, like, the most depressing thing that I've heard as a Boston sports fan is like I was excited that Dwight Howard was possibly going to go to Brooklyn, and my my whole thing is anybody but the fucking Lakers. Like. Because I just feel like they they are better at the free agency game, and they got they have the city that the dudes want to play in. All right, they got better weather. They got we got basically we have humidity, we have the winter, and we have racists. <laughs> L.A. has better weather, celebrity ass, and racists. You know, because they always try to act like all the racists are in right. Boston. Like you know, all you got to do is just see the LAPD's greatest hits, and you can kind of right. see a through line. Um, but I mean, out here it really is like fucking. That, that's why it made me cringe. Like when I when I watched the Bruins lose that that overtime goal, and those assholes wrote that meathead shit on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, do you realize that's actually affecting the Celtics' ability? Right. Probably. Yeah. To no. Sign that, people. that could right. you could you keep that the, was a big story. I, it was brutal. I think I. But I honestly, with that shit, I think I think maybe you're La La Land biased because I don't even care about the Lakers. I'm so the Heat right now are like the the just my. I, yeah, I've said they're it before. an expansion franchise no, with two I, titles. I, I would have rather the Heat. If the Lakers, if, if Lakers, Lakers, win. Lakers, Heat in the finals this past year. I root one hundred percent for the Lakers. Not even a question in my mind. That's how much I hate Miami. I think that's a general consensus. How old are you? Uh, Thirty-five. Do you remember Lakers Celtics in the eighties? Yeah, no, I, I remember that. And you've let go of that? Yeah, no, I haven't let go of it. I haven't let go of it because it was even there when we had the Lakers. Two thousand nine. I know that's two thousand nine when they called no. fucking twelve fouls on us no. and five in the, in no, the fourth I know. quarter. No, I know. Listen, I was there. I I, I know. But then they got this a whole up Ray, ref. This uh. whole Ray Allen thing now too. It, it's LeBron. I, I they're my least favorite. LeBron's my least favorite human on earth. And the Heat are right now my least favorite team on earth. Oh, so you still hate LeBron? Despise him. Why? I just, I, I hate everything about him. Just the fact they won. But 
Well, it, but no, I, I, this I'm, is, I'm fascinated with this people. This is really who, fucking who, hard for me to talk about now because he won, so it steals a lot of the, the shit that I had going. But before... <laughs> it, shit it, that you are going to talk about? Well, no. It's all the reason that I hated him. We're like, he's never won, but he's been coddled his whole life. I hate how he charges fucking 20 grand to go to his birthday party. You know, I hate how he twits something. On Wait, me. did he send you like an invite and then... No, like... I read about it, though. I'm oh. up to speed on the internet, but <laughs> I, I keep up on the internet. Um, all the shit he does. I mean, it just, everything about him drives me berserk. Now, granted, the fact that he used to choke in the clutch and all that shit. I mean, it's hard to talk about. Look, look what I did. I know, you just, you literally, (laughs) as you were telling me that he was unwinding a fucking paperclip. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. You got to let that shit go. It's tough. Well, now Ray Allen. What about the Ray Allen? An older... How old are you? I'm 44. All right, so you got me by a little bit. I got you by a lot, dude. You learn a lot in the next nine years. Where you know what it is? There's something about hitting forty, where you're coming down the backstretch and you're like, dude, if I'm lucky, I'm this is midlife. You know, that's fucking forty, forty is eighty, right? Forty four and forty four is eighty eight. The way I drink, forget about it. It's over. So there's something where you, you just kind of get to a point of like, am I gonna be this angry? I'm not saying you're angry, but like, am I? No, gonna, I'm angry. I, I, am I gonna be like this? Uh, I, 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 there's a certain point I won't let it go to. Well, but I've gone to. I, I hate LeBron. Nobody has cornered me on LeBron. I haven't talked about him at all since he won. I used to talk about him every day. I just pretended right. it didn't exist after they won. But then you brought him up in the LA thing. I'm saying if I lived in LA, I'm sure I would hate the Lakers more because you're from here and you're out with all those people. But no, that that there might be some truth to but, that. But I think I think the general consensus right now for people living around here is is the Heat. And the, like I said, Ray Allen going there just makes it a million times worse well i look at ray allen like look we brought him here to do a job he did it okay the guy was total class act and in the end he saw the other shoe was going to drop i felt and he didn't want to go out like that and it i don't know the out like what they offered him you're you you've been soft you've been softened up i think by the la sunshine nah. other foot other foot drop how i just look I think it's one of those things where you, you feel like someone is slowly breaking up with you and you just say, you know what, rather than go through another two years of this shit, I'm going to leave. Uh, I, I, I did my thing here. I, I just, you know what it is? The thing about uh, athletes is you always see the shit that they do, but the owners, for the most part, and the shit that goes behind the scenes, those guys are, are faceless. You know, They're like the bankers. No, I, As I, mad I, as I am about the fucking bankers, I can't put one face on anybody of who the fuck did this to this economy. And I feel a lot of times that, like, like guys, they're, they're just, you know, you're, just, you're, up, you're out there hanging out to dry. I, I, Ray Allen, was Ray Allen nothing but a class act in Boston? Right up till he left, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I look at it like there has to be a fucking reason why he did that. No, I, I, yeah. He, Mom comes he, to the game, wholesome guy, not a fu- selfish guy. Have fun. Well, no, I think he is a little bit of a selfish guy. I think that's Why? what we're learning. Well, I think the reasons they're saying he didn't come back is he was insulted by how hard they went after KG, but not him. He was uh, insulted that they weren't building the offense a little bit more around him. I mean, selfish. I don't think, no- he, I don't think he said that. He, he didn't use those words, insulted. He just said, I felt there was a feeling. Right now, what it's going through is the Boston sports blender. And by the time it comes out the other fucking side, it's well, going to be like, he said, fuck Boston. All right, but no, he said in the thing, like, my heart's always in Boston. I don't care what you fucking do. How many teams are in the NBA? 26? I don't know. No, it's 30. 30? Yeah. You picked the one that you can't go to. You couldn't have just picked another one? Like, that's... Dude, I, I don't... They're, they're, look, they're a fucking expansion franchise. I don't even dignify the heat as, like... Have I, you ever been to Miami, dude? 
Yeah, but I mean, LeBron. The fact that he went down. I there, don't care about the fans. You think the humidity is bad here, and then you got fucking hurricanes, and then half the fucking city. You're going to get into a goddamn fucking gunfight if you go to it. And then, then you go out to Miami Beach where all these rich guys are, and it's all these creepy fucking guys in 60, 60 years old dressed head to toe in linen with like 18-year-old ca- chicks. I don't was care that broad about- in that show talking about that? I don't care about I don't the think fans. she was. I don't care about the fans. It's all LeBron. I fucking hate LeBron. I don't want him to win. The fact he's going there. I hate the big three. I hate I hate Bostridge. I hate how they complain about everything, every other. Like the Pacers series. All they did was say the Pacers were taking cheap shots versus them, and they were mugging the Pacers in the middle. It, it, do we have any other topics well, to dude, talk no, about? No, no. <laughs> no, dude, I, I think the NBA is fixed. Oh, so do I. I, I, I thought for the longest time I said they were fixed, and then they fucking came out. I sound like Paul Verzi right now. Dude, I called it. <laughs> um, the fucking, you know, they end up having like a mobbed up ref. Like, it, at the very least, the thing that I can say is like, they, it is an unbelievably inconsistently officiate a game like you ever watch like a, like a baseball game and like the strike zone is like what the fuck right but it's what the fuck the whole game the whole game okay so by the time you get up second time maybe third time you kind of got okay this guy's calling him really fucking low or he's calling that outside thing i don't know what if it's the way he's standing but it's consistent like when i became convinced that it was fixed i went to the celtics utah game the one where garnett uh uh twisted his knee mm-hmm. messed up his knee mm-hmm. for that season and I was watching the game, and I swear to God, watch that tape. There are moments where you can literally take somebody's head off, no call, and then like five minutes later, you even look at a guy. There's a foul. And to that knee, that's you pulling on the reins, letting it go. Pulling blue on. chips. That is, that is totally, yeah, that's shaving points. Yeah, blue chips. To me. Yeah, and I mean, obviously Celtics heat, not to keep harboring on, but the call they didn't call on Rondo, I mean, really changed the whole series at the end of game two. Oh, and then Wade went down. They called yeah. the foul. I mean, it was a dunk. I mean, it went from Celtics with 45 seconds or it have been up two to down two with 45 seconds, set the defense. Bad memories. Bad memories. The whole thing. Like I said, look, I really I, just I, blocked I it look, out of my mind. I, I just got to – look, I'm not worried about the Miami Heat in there too. I hope – like, I just don't want the Lakers – first of all, the Lakers count a BAA championship – as, as a championship. So you're worried about, like, the total franchise record? You know what And you know what it really is, dude? Is I sit in L.A. and there's this sports show. It is the worst fucking sports show on TV and always comes on after the Lakers games. Like, just when I was, like, in New York, I used yeah. to always watch the Yankees root against them. And I watch the Lakers. I root against the Lakers. And at the end of the fucking uh, Lakers game, there's this show. It's Michael Cooper. Uh, uh, what, what's his face? Reggie Miller's sister. Cheryl and this this Asian dude and it is the worst fucking sports show. They're trying to be like edgy, like when the Celtics got knocked out by the Heat. Michael Cooper came on. He had these, you know, those giant silly sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like these the, giant. Uh, guy with the clock. He had these giant green ones on. And he's like, I'm wearing these and I'm taking them off to show that the Celtics season is over and some stupid stuff like that. And like, I would love to tell that guy one day. It's like this is gonna break your heart, Michael. I know you think that you were part of the Celtics. Lakers rivalry, but no Boston fan has nightmares about Michael Cooper. They have nightmares about Worthy, Magic, Kareem. Those gave us nightmares in the 80s. But when I think of Michael Cooper, I think sucks. of a guy. He didn't suck, but he was no, a guy. No, that sucks. Sucks. Who, who, it sucks. Who, oh, it sucks? That's all I think of Michael Cooper. I think of a guy who thought for half a second he could block Dr. J in that dunk. He was like, I can do it. Oh, no, I can't. And he got dunked on. So I think maybe that's what it is. That's probably why my hatred of the Yankees you, you was have, so ridiculous and yeah. then, then toned down because... It's where you live. Yeah, and I go into sports bars and 
Um, New York wasn't as bad because they could actually talk the game after they gave you shit. L.A. is really bad because it never gets beyond, like, you know, Celtics are bitches. <laughs> you guys suck. Go Lakers. MVP. Like, it never goes into actually talking the game. Where, like, with Yankee fans, those guys can talk baseball. I'll give that up to them. They know the game. They can talk it. And uh, I, I just... It drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Got, I'm you, supposed to be interviewing you, no, you now. You, just no, fucking you, got, you got Lakers. You got you got L.A. like in your in your brain. I, I don't think. I think if you poll people around here right now, nine out of ten would. Say, if you could, that's really interesting. I it, I, I actually believe it now. It, you're, it, you're starting it, the, to convince the, me. The way to ask the question, I guess, is if the Heat played the Lakers in the finals this past year, who would you root for? We put it on the block. It was almost universal. Heat, I mean Lakers. People want the Lakers. You know why? Because Kobe already had his titles. He's, there's nothing. When a guy wins his first, it's like when Peyton Manning won his first. It's like once you win one, you can't ever take it back. No, but it, you know what? You know, the, the I top, guess you don't hate LeBron, though. No, I don't. He didn't, he didn't say, ooh, maybe I'm going to come to Boston. He didn't. The guy, look, I think the guy, like, uh, he, had, he had something that he had to get over. He had to get over taking the shot at the end of, end of the uh, end of the game. And I felt during the Celtics series, he took that shot at the end of regulation in, like, game five or six I think game six. He destroyed us in game five. I forget what game it was. He took it and he missed. And my buddy goes, see, fucking... He missed him. by a mile, yeah. Yeah, it, whatever. I thought he clanged it off the ring. But my thing is, is he had the balls to test like a breakthrough. You got, you know, he didn't go in, but he, he did it. And then for the rest of that, you know, I mean, that he, championship he, run, the guy didn't... Uh, I can't believe there's a LeBron podcast. And, but, he, I mean, that's... Dude, you're say, telling me he, he didn't put his team on, the back, had, on his back? Game he, five? Game five? say he had the balls to take the last shot when people are saying he's the best player in, like, the history of basketball. I'm uh, not saying that. Well, a lot of people say that. I mean, they compare him to Jordan. You didn't say it, but you said he had the balls no, to but take the, the well, last okay. shot. Well, when I watch ESPN, I don't listen to what they say. Like, their, 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 deal, is, their, their deal is to sell the game. Yeah. So they're all going to go skip Bayless and just it's say... three-time MVP. Say whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's not one of the greats. Uh, all of, that shit bothered me. Three-time MVP before he won anything. But now he won anything. Dude, if he wasn't so on really, Cleveland, what do they win? I mean, he, what did they he, win he with took Cleveland? the fucking Cavaliers. What did they win with Cleveland? They went to the finals, dude. Who cares? With they the got Cavaliers. The, do you think a Cleveland fan... You can't even give him credit for going to the fucking finals. And, and, and I'd and like they, to walk into Cleveland and any fan say, "Would you? are you glad LeBron James ever played for you? Fuck no. None well, of them want him. That's because he Yeah, left. because he left on his hometown, treated him like dirt. He's, he's the Antichrist, Bill. <laughs> no, he isn't. He isn't. He's, he, I don't, I, look, I think he got really bad advice. Some idiot agent goes, you know what would be a great idea? Is if you make cities beg for you and then sit and talk about it for a fucking like not even a half hour, an hour or whoever. I think it was like that the guy who interviewed him. It was like his idea. Whoever the Shep. fuck was around him should have got fired. There's if, so if, many if, stories if, if out they, there. If they didn't see that with him being just an ass. Well, until I I, I got to hang out with somebody and, and see them be an ass before I, I sign off on that. But uh, um, yes. all right, let me ask you this: going around uh, is uh, another thing. The Patriots with Bob Kraft. That's with our that, video. With, with that, that was your we, video. We broke that video. You broke that video. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. sent to us. Well, I haven't revealed how that was sent to us. A lot of people have asked, but the person who sent it asked not. Anyways, yeah, we got that video. We got that. Um, we broke it the night before in the morning. So, I, that, I was actually. Now, on. do you feel now? Do you, are you guys big enough at this point where people like sports places and stuff are, are coming to your sites? 
like like looking at, at your yeah, videos well, and stuff you know like what? that. In our in our world, in blogging world, there there's maybe like there's a handful of sites that are kind of all in our range. So if something gets posted on one of ours, it's it it will go everywhere oh, because it of, yeah, because enough of the bigger sites will end up with it, and then it'll. I mean, like Channel Seven interviewed me about it yesterday. They came over and we got credit. You know, just like anything, I'm sure with jokes even. Um, you know, it, it becomes a free for all for people trying to. Keep. How long did it take you to to go from that? Uh, this is how I interview too. I go all over the fucking yeah, place. So let's go back to that newspaper. You said you were handing out that was a newspaper. At first. Yes. How long did it take you? Um, and and how long did it take you to go from that to actually seeing like some sort of like movement like this could actually start going? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things. We did the newspaper uh, for about three years before the website. Then the website came, and it was. It, it, you won't be able to see it on the podcast, but it's like a slight slope. I always looked at it like it was, you know, the times where it's like very close to making, not, you know, having to shut it down. I even took a job because it, it was a full time job, but I took another you're one. making no money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's the internet. Yeah, it, but I had to take <laughs> another one. I lasted like one day because I just couldn't do it. But it was always a slow. Oh, the rape joke, you wore a tank top. Yeah, exactly. That, that didn't go over. <laughs> They're like, who is this fucking guy? Um,. So it was always a slight growth, and it, just in my heart, it was like it always felt like it was growing. And then, I don't know what happened. People ask me that all the time, like, when did you realize you kind of were over the hump? And and I think the number one thing that happened that I started realizing is the more I'd go out in Boston, people would be like, "Hey, Prez, what's going on?" You know, that's my nickname on the on the hand, on the thing. And that's when it was like, "Huh, maybe you know, it's starting to work." And it it. It just kind of continued. And we've always, as in terms of making money on the Internet, I mean, we've always been good at, we're so small. Advertising and stuff. It's not just advertising. I'll try fucking anything. Like, and we'll be aggressive and risk to go different areas. So, like, the concert thing isn't really an Internet thing. We're lever- Is that the riskiest thing you'd say that you've done? Yeah, probably, other than starting it. Like, we inv- invested a decent amount to start it just to buy, like, those news racks that you put in the street and to pay for the printing of the paper. But, you know, I had a sales background, so I called up all the casinos and offshore. So, like, you ever heard of, like, party poker? Uh-huh. It's one of the big online poker places. Like, when you see it on ESPN, all the guys are wearing either party poker or poker stars. Like, we met with those guys in Vegas. I met a couple Indian guys. They just built, like, a freaking... Uh, computer program for it so we were in with them in the beginning and we had enough money to last like a year or two and then i just kind of people were always like i like the quirky shit like i never intended to be a writer or a character on the blog it just kind of just kind of developed which i think when people ask me i think that's why it's kind of successful because there was no plan to it necessarily it was like like, my podcast i had no no plan i just started doing them and then all of a sudden it just it just sort of you find your way with it. But I at least I had like stand up to fall back on. So during those two years, the ups and downs of it, were you having like those nights where like your thoughts are waking you up? Like, what the fuck am I doing? I still have those thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I still have those thoughts. We did a tour last year with this guy, Mike Posner, who uh, he's writing like Bieber songs now. So he's doing well. But I fucking hate him like poison. I mean, no one was coming to see his shows. We invested so much in it. I thought I thought we were going <laughs> to... Well, how many promoters are saying that about me? Red-headed fucking came town and sold two tickets. <laughs> Fuck it him. is. That's how the promoter fucking feels. That's how I felt. And it's like, I want to fucking well, I always make it kill right. this guy. I always try and... I always make it... If ever... I'm doing good right now, you know. It took me 20 <laughs> fucking years, but... Um, back in the day, you know, I always, if I ever had any sort of guarantee 
you remember what like Michael Jackson did with the Sullivan family yep. when that yep. bullshit yeah, went yeah, down yeah, and yeah. he That's made the him... reason they lost the Patriots. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really the city of Foxborough worried that this little fucking 80 pound man was going to somehow come there and scare everybody. So the Foxborough canceled the concert and then, uh, well, and, then they... and then Michael Jackson's like, well, you're supposed to pay me whether I perform or not. And then the Sullivan family who owned the Patriots back in the 80s had to end up selling it, and they sold it to that Norelco Razor guy. Yeah, well, they sponsored the whole fucking tour, not just here. They had the whole Michael Jackson tour, which is a debacle. Like, I remember reading the finances. One of our writers, uh, Jerry Thornton, wrote, uh, he's the best Patriot writer in the city. He's awesome. And he wrote a great piece on that whole thing. Um, But, yeah, the, the promoter thing, promoters... I mean that's a tough racket. Like we, the thing that we switched with our blackouts, we used to have to pay the talent, and right. now we don't. Like we, we just use kind of our name, the bar stool, and these kids are just ready to party. So that takes a huge risk. But dealing, not only that, dealing with some of these guys, like I don't you don't know, have to name any names. No, don't I'm name not any names, names. But I want to give me a bad story. I mean, some some artist comes in. I mean, this guy, well, I already named names, but, uh, you know. We're, we're yeah, lo- you don't seem to have a problem, like, fucking no, naming names. I, I, like, I, 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 I usually try to. Uh, I don't have a know. problem naming names. I, I don't. I feel like we're pretty straight with everybody, and people will fucking trash us if they want to. But I'll, I won't trash anybody who doesn't deserve to be trashed. The only reason I said him, he deserved, well, we have this. Why up- did he deserve, okay, so he goes no, up. He it's, it's not like he's not trying to sell tickets. He must have gone above and beyond. No, he didn't. He wasn't like tweeting about the concerts, helping to promote it. Oh yeah, well then yeah, go fuck and, yourself. And then I you get show that. up, and that. it's like we're losing, you know, close to six figures, and you're telling me in the green room you want like fucking prime rib and shit. It's like I'm losing my <laughs> shirt. You want a hundred green towels? It's like you know what? Fucking yeah, go go buy some. Yeah, have a, have a slice of pizza and call it a day. I'm getting murdered here. So it's shit like that. But do you, you know, know, as a performer, you know. You know, like back in the day, you know going in whether you sold tickets. Because I used to try and shield. I did this fucking, it was early days of MySpace. And they were just slamming tours together because of like the Dane Cook thing. Everyone was watching going, oh my God, he, he blew up on MySpace. And they just thought it was a What my- do you think of him? Can you not say that on your, uh, do you think he's funny? Yeah. You he's do. fucking great. And he, he really. He, uh, takes, he takes a beat. He took, yeah, he took a, an unnecessary fucking beating. But it just, it's just, it's part of, unfortunately. Going into the public eye, you, everybody at some point is going to get beat down. You know, it all, it all just depends. You could just take fucking, you know, one shot a month to the jaw for your entire career. It's still a shot to the fa- I mean, it happens all the fucking time. People send me, I try not to read emails, but I have to read them because I got to keep up on this stuff. But like people, you know, if you're in the wrong mood and you don't have your defenses yeah. up, they can trash you. But you he, have- he had a whole other fucking level. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like. I mean, you have, uh, you have strong Boston Street, street credibility. Like, our, our readers in this are moment, vicious. Dude, in are, this moment, though. Dude, after this, they'll probably be like, they're fucking douche <laughs> supporting LeBron. Fuck him. I'll never go to another one of his shows. It's like, it's, it's not something that you can, uh, you can, you can really control. So, um, but, like, back in the day when I, when I would go to do, like, those. So they try, oh, they try, try to put together this MySpace tour. And then and this is the whole tour. It was just like, well, you got 10,000 friends. He has 15, and you got eight. So together, that's like 30-something. <laughs> we can go play 2,000-seat theaters. Like, that was the, the thought process. Right. And there was no link between the th- no through line. Like, you know, when they, when they you know, try to package it, it's not like you put, like, a yep. fucking bluegrass guy with a, with a death yep, metal band. Yep, yep, there was yep. no through line. So 
we would show up. Some of the venues we did okay, and the ones that we didn't, we would walk in. Nobody would say hello to us. There'd be like one fucking bottle of Snapple in the back. <laughs> and you'd look out, and there'd be a bunch of people out there, and they're like, this is paper. They papered the room, which to people outside the business, that means they gave it away. They just uh, they gave away free tickets to try to get people to come in there and drink so they can make some of their money back. And uh, those are the nights you don't even meet the fucking promoter. If you do, it's for like two seconds. So we had a story. All right. We did a concert. And, again, this is the same tour. We're getting fucking a bloodbath. And one of the acts <laughs> one of the acts didn't show up. And we're in the back room. And the guy, his tour manager, comes in and says, they, they said the main guy wouldn't go on stage unless I gave him four grand cash on the spot. On the fucking spot. See, now, why, why would you do that? And, and, exactly. That's the, that's the stuff that... I actually made a video coming home from that because I was so mad. Like, I, I just took the flip cam still. And this guy hadn't, wasn't even selling tickets? No, that's the thing. We were, Let we, me ask you this. What if he was selling... What if he sold the place out, you're making a I'll fortune? I'll suck your dick. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I literally... I would do... If you're selling out, I will treat you... And I'll still treat you good even if you aren't. But I expect some concession on the other end. At what point do you know... Like, we'll just say... Let's say a 2,000-seater... How far before the gig do you know you're taking a bath? Do you like this this motherfucker got? Some, <laughs> yeah. some, some people have a lot of walk up traffic. Like yeah, last we second, don't. we don't. We haven't. Typically, occasionally we do. Um, you know, we've done now enough of these where we've been to the same places. So if we've been to House of Blues Boston and we do a show, how it sells there is pretty indicated of you know of how it will do across so right. it's like if we fucked up and didn't sell anything at lupo's which is 1900 in providence then i know we're dead well let me ask you what do managers say when you call up their client hasn't sold any tickets yet the client still wants the money what do they say to you do they ever go i know he's out of his fucking mind what no. did they have a tap out they don't No, they're not not to me they haven't um an agent see uh we we got into dealing with stuff that we never dealt with, and, and you know, I almost like the interview. I, I talk to agents like, "Oh yeah, how much?" Like we don't negotiate. I trust you. You trust me, and they would just take me and with like a big club, like that old game boink for, uh, right. for uh, whatever that system was, and just bash me over the head with it. So you know, I, I, I'm jaded. I, I'm tough to deal with now for those people because it's like <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so on edge and just ready to snap on people. So I almost need a buffer zone. I almost need a buffer zone. I don't know that we could ever have talent anymore because it's, it just, it was, it drove me nuts. And being an agent sucks too. You gotta like just constantly be, you know, kissing. So ass. right now, what the, the scope of you got? You have your website and you have this this uh, uh, blackout tour that, yep. that you're doing. Um, I don't even know. We even like talk to people uh, about BarstoolSports.com, and it's just it's like you did? what what? No, I said we haven't oh. even talked about it. It's funny you did no. <laughs> what did they say? No, 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 no. I'm saying on this podcast, we haven't talked about it at all. And just for, you know, people who are new to this, because it seems to me that, you know, the fact that you're in Boston, then New York, then Philly, and now soon to be in Chicago, that eventually you're going to have one in all. Uh... Yeah, we'd like to. Uh, you know, our hardest thing, which I underestimated when I started this thing, is it's really hard for us to find the people, the, the people I like the writing. It's uh 
Like we we've been lucky. I shouldn't say lucky. Well, can, a, can people send you? Yes, yeah, stuff? we always want. We're always looking for. Writers. Where is that? Because I I know like it's a I talk sports a lot, so I have a lot of sports fans. And I got to tell you, man, people send me some stuff, and I get some funny emails, and like people send me questions and shit, and like like uh, the. There's some really funny people out there. So That's maybe, what we're uh, looking for. So well, if they what, send what, what, it to like tips at barstoolsports.com, just that they want to write. All we ask is for samples. Tips, like I, T-I-P-S. Yep. Like I'm not going to sit there. A lot of people, we get a lot of this. Like hire me, I'm great. Like I'm not even going to reply to that. But if you are serious, just send, like look at our site for a minute. Be like, this is how they write and send us a sample of what you think would work. If it's good, I will 100% get back to you. We're always looking for writers, always looking for new cities. I mean, I was looking for Chicago for three years before we finally found a guy I thought could do it. And it's just one guy? You start with like a half dozen? We, no, we start with a half dozen, I wish. We, uh, it's one guy basically runs per city. So their job requirements really to post a new blog, which is like, I don't know, a paragraph or two current events type thing. Every from nine o'clock in the morning to basically five at night. I mean, it's a grind. It beats a real job, but it's it's a lot of writing. Oh, you you have to come up with a paragraph of funny shit. It's basically. I mean, we're like current events, so it's where you scour the internet looking for weird shit, whether it be sports or just you know. I'm trying to think of a weird. What's one of your favorite weird stories that you guys kind of? I broke? mean, we have so many weird ones. Like, what's the what's the latest one that you guys? I mean, the today even in Rentham, I don't the, like they banned. American flags and rent them because somebody complained that there were too many American flags on the 4th of July. So they banned them totally? <laughs> they banned them from the housing <laughs> can, you, can you do that in, yeah, in America? I guess I guess so. I mean, that's a pretty weird story. All right, so what now what if I have a Taliban flag? Can it, I, it, 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 there's it, nothing in there so we can have a bunch of those fucking hanging around? The commenters were saying that. It was the, I should clarify. It was the Weymouth Housing Authority. So it was like in, I guess, the, the subsidized housing. But, I mean, I could go look at this thing. There's so many. I mean, there, I know there was a story about the chick with the... The biggest tits in the history of the world. They were just huge black women with these saggy tits to the ground. I mean, there's literally... That's that's <laughs> the beauty of the internet is whenever you think you've run out of weird stuff, there's, there's always more weird stuff. There's always going to be something else. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example of... Uh, I answer questions every week. You want to, you like... People actually, for yeah. some fucking reason... Like, ask me advice. I don't know why. That's I good. like. I can't. I'm not good at reading out loud. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a moron. But for some reason, they they ask me stories. So this says, "Girl with interesting past." Uh, all right. So I'm going to need your expert advice on something. I'm an expert, evidently, because I have a podcast. I really should start doing like some sort of disclaimer before I do these. Before somebody <laughs> tries and sue me. Uh, okay. Recently, I moved back home after college and started seeing a girl who went to my high school but who I never really talked to. Things were going great. She's really funny for a broad. Uh, pretty cute, not to mention, uh, has a heightened, see, mentioned has as heightened of a sex drive as I do. Well, maybe that's where the problem lies. So I was telling my high school buddies how I started seeing this girl and thought she was uh, the bee's knees. Um, he just lost a range up. Um, that's when one of my pals said, uh, wait, you know me and Steve and another childhood friend of mine smoked a bowl and Eiffel towered, towered her in the back of a minivan a couple years ago. This is like one of these dirty Sanchez things. Eiffel Tower? I don't know what an Eiffel Tower is. Do you oh, know what come it is? On. Yeah, let, let me try to guess. Let's see. The Eiffel Tower. It's when you, you, uh, you build an Eiffel Tower with an erector set. And you stick it in her ass while you uh, wear a beret. I don't Close. fucking know. All Close. Right. It's, it, it's like uh, you make two dudes making the Eiffel Tower this way. She's in the middle. 
Oh, okay, that's right. I think I heard that one. Isn't that more like the London Bridge? It may be that. The Eiffel Tower? Okay, anyway. So now I have an issue. The girl, so basically, these two guys, they smoked a joint, and they, a bowl, and they fucking two on wonder. Thank God you were here. Because he, he said that like I fucking knew. Um, you get an urban dictionary whenever, when, when in doubt. I'm one of those guys, the internet scares me. Um, so now I have an issue. The girl's great, but knowing two of my close childhood friends once penetrated her at the same time uh, kind of puts a damper on things. He says pretty gay, which I kind of have to go along with. I never understood the two guys with one girl. Oh, well, I, I yeah, no, I've I don't talked get about that. this at length. That, that's I, sort of like I, a... I wouldn't like, if you cross swords, I think then you become gay. I don't think you can become gay, but I think that you're easing Catch in it. to being gay. Yeah, like, no, I think you I, are. I, no, you're not gay, but I'm, you right. know what I'm, I'm just saying, this is what I look like. Okay, I'm going to hook up with a girl. The only thing that could enhance that is either another girl or, like, I don't know, fucking Goodfellas playing in the background. Pick yeah, something. No, I don't I even then, I don't want to hear Joe uh-huh. Pesci's voice as I'm fucking. So to add another, all you did was add another dick. I, you know what I think? It's either It's either gay or it's like you're just. It doesn't make you're you. You're so gay. heterosexual. That you could just fucking high five. Right. No, I, I, I'm firmly. I, I've said that I'm not a believer. I don't want to see my buddy's one. cum face. Yeah, no, you know I, I, mean? I really don't. I don't want a two <laughs> two on one guy. But this guy's question is: this question whether he's going to dump this girl? Well, I, obviously, think, I think the I think is yes. I think that's where we're going here. What should I do? Should I cut her off cold turkey? Should I bring it up? Should I be the better person? Say, ah, fuck it. Who cares? I'm no Puritan. Thanks, Bill. Love your podcast. All right. First of all, this girl must be fucking the shit out of this guy that he's even asking this question. Or he's brutally ugly. Something. Something going on here. I, like, look, at, I, I think you already answered the question. Do, do you, should you break up with this girl? Look, the honest thing is, is if you don't give a fuck and you actually like this girl, then I'd stay with her personally. Just every time I would go to kiss her, I would just picture, you know, fucking two of my friends high-fiving over her. Or doing like, maybe <laughs> yeah. old Jose Cansenko yeah, yeah, and fucking yeah. Mark McGuire. Yeah. The, the, the forearm smash. Yeah. There's, there's no fucking way. No, that's one of the all-time no-brainers in the history of Earth. That would be a deal-breaker. I had a guy, a guy wrote in a few weeks ago, said he, he met some girl, perfect thing, you know, gorgeous, great personality, funny and all that fucking shit. And then uh, in the end, he found out that she did a little bit of porn, and, uh, and he broke up with her, and he felt fucking bad about it. But I just, it's just one of those things. That would bother me like, a heck of a lot less than the Eiffel Tower scenario that this guy just laid out. So what are you saying? It's... The, it's it's, it's your buddies. It's your buddies. You, what, are you going to fucking watch a football game? <laughs> it's either that you can get Yeah, and every you. time the team scores, they, they <laughs> yeah, high, high five. five. No. You think that they're mocking? Yeah, it's much worse when you know the people, I think. I mean, porn is a job, whatever. What's the, I, I, I wouldn't want it, porn either. I, I mean, I'm not saying... I would prefer not... I, if you had my, to choose my, my one wife's or the a virgin other. before I met her, so it's like... But if I had to choose one or the other, no-brainer, give me the porn. Give me the, the porn? Your buddy's Eiffel Towering a girl? Yeah, but you know some those porn star chicks after a while, they're just so fucking like I don't know, dude, the lights out in their eye. You know what I mean? Like just something happens to I'm them. I'm not gonna man. sit like, here you and just, say you just can't Yeah, no. I but I but I you, what, was, what what if you actually really loved her and you just moved away and broke up with your buddies? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's what I was thinking. You get rid of them, but how can you love? You can't. That's a deal breaker. I mean, for me, I could not. I could not do it. That would haunt me for the rest of my. I night. gotta tell you though, he has great friends. That the fact that they told him before he got too emotionally involved. Uh, I don't know. He says he's coming out to the the, the place down the yacht club this weekend. I'm, do, I'm doing this gig at the. I'd like to know what he looks like when when you meet him. 
How does he introduce himself? I'm the guy with the girlfriend who got Eiffel Tower. Well, because he won't. I've already heard this podcast, so he won't know. I don't know. I don't know if he will. I'll let, hey, send me a picture. We're going to judge you. If you're ugly, you won't. Or even if he doesn't know. I mean, he he, he may know you got the email. Like, I sent you an email about my girlfriend getting Eiffel Towered. <laughs> like, that would be the intro. Yeah, I've actually, I've had people do that. It gets, it can get weird. <laughs> yeah, it imagine. can get weird with these things. All right, you, I, we got time for another one here. All right, all right. Uh, did the right thing. Basically, you haven't seen my girl in a week. Oh, asking if I did, if he did the right thing. All right. I mean, I, you're a fucking champ for putting up with my, my poor reading out loud skills here. Uh, all right, Bill, did I do the right thing? Basically, haven't seen my girl in a week. There's this massive outdoor party slash celebration going on in my city, Calgary, where over a million people come and basically just drink, fuck, and party their faces off for a week. Sounds like one of your blackout days. Yep. Uh, and, say, and the saying is like the one in Vegas. What happens in Calgary stampedes, stays during the stampedes. All right, here's the story. I'm trying to hang out with my girl all day, but she's busy. Uh, no problem. She finally tells me her and her friend, her friends left her and she's alone. I'm watching the UFC fight, but I decide to get into, into a taxi and uh, go find her and pick her up. Then she says while I'm en route that she's actually at this bar with this guy she met earlier on. He lost his friends too. How convenient, I thought. She said that it was the polite thing to do to help him. Oh, Jesus. Help him out, which I never understood. Basically, they were out getting trashed together at this bar. I pulled up in a taxi. She was on the patio with this out-of-town random guy at a table and saw me and kind of drunkenly stumbled over to the taxi, uh, whereby I locked the door and just told her, have fun, and rolled up the window and told the taxi to leave. Went back to the USFC fight, had a great night. Uh, Granted, we aren't married. But we, you, uh, but we have been dating seriously for the past year or so. What should I do? Um, or first of all, do you think he did the right thing at that at that moment to uh, roll the window up and drive uh, away? Uh, that one lost me. I, that was a long story. He, he, he dated. They're all long. Yeah, I this mean, is actually right. somebody I was going to compliment how succinct they put this. <laughs> I, so he started at this. How do you get from the stampede thing to the UFC? You know what? My awful reading, you probably zoned out for half a second, and that's not your fault. He was It's the Calgary stampede thing. It's the big thing where everybody right. whores it up, fucks each other. He's, at, he's watching UFC fight at home. His girl tells him to come down and fucking meet him. And then she says, oh, my friend's left me. And then he goes, oh, I'm with this guy, you know. I don't even fucking remember at this point. His, I, I, his fucking friends left him. What, what I, the thing I got from it is once she ended up in the cab with two groups of friends who left. No, no, she was still at the bar with the guy. She basically was at a She at a never bar. left. She yeah, never she was left. at a bar. She didn't get leave by her friends. She was with her friends. She met some hot guy, and they're like, hey, what happens in Stampede's? You know, have fun. They fucking take off. She hangs with this fucking guy. His friends are gone. Yeah, and she goes... Oh, my friends left me here. Come and get me. Damsel in distress. Okay. He stops watching the pay-per-view fight, goes down to get this broad. On the way over, she drops the bomb that she met some other guy who conveniently got left by his friends. And uh, Why the fuck did she say that? Because she, that, I don't know, that's what the fuck's going on. So anyway, so she fucking comes down, he sees it, says have a nice night, rolls up the fucking window. He uh, saw them just sitting there? Yeah. Jesus Christ, do I got to read it again? <laughs> I, well, it's, there's so many things. Then why not? Yeah, no, then he did not do the right thing. Just fucking let her in the car. They're at the same bar. This girl was at the bar when she called and picked me up. He drove to the bar. She's still at the bar, sitting at the bar. In, in he, what, what, but with that guy. 
But it's if at you a say bar. what guy, I'm going to totally fucking abandon no, this fucking story. It's, it's, no, it, I get it. But who fucking cares? The guy was at the bar. You say who cares? All right, this is good. This is point counterpoint here. I say he did the right fucking thing. Why? Because I wasn't born yesterday. And I'm not saying you were. I'm not trying to insult you. But like, I'm just like, I know what the fuck can go down in a bar. Okay? But why the fuck would... Especially during Stampede Week. What? You know what that means? At the very least, he was rubbing a pussy... Over a fucking uh, first slacks. You have weird readers. Like, what if, if this stampede <laughs> thing is such a big deal and such an awesome party? Why are you sitting home and alone watching UFC in the middle of fucking stampede week? You're asking for this girl to do whatever, to whatever, to get fingered or whatever you just said under the bar. Like, it's it's stampede week. Go fucking party. Don't sit home and watch UFC. But Oh, so you're saying it's this guy's fault that he that he was sitting there. Like, don't well, you, they put a chastity belt on her and let her go out if that's listen, what she's going to do. Listen, it, no, not even that. I'm putting this in my shoes. If I have a girlfriend and she goes out for a stampede week with her friends at a bar, says it, you know, whatever she said, come pick me up. Like, I'm not going to be pissed if there's a dude sitting with her at the table. Like, it's a fucking bar. If she wanted to hook up with them, she wouldn't have called them. I don't have that much faith in women. I just know what I've then done. She's just a I just dummy. don't. I just don't. I don't. I know then what I've done. I know what I've done with women in bars. In that situation, when they and, like call yeah, my boyfriend, I've, come pick uh, me up. I think every guy after a while, you've rounded third in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's just a weird. And then why call your boyfriend? Well, I mean, look, it ain't about her. It's about this guy. Well, look, this guy that's should- what I'm going to say. He did the fuck. That was a strong move. He said, have a nice night. Go fuck yourself. Because at the very least, you got to just say, it's not fucking cool for you to be doing that shit. And you're going to, and it's not my fucking fault. It's whore week and you decided to be a whore. That means if I go to Vegas on a business trip, that's your fault if you let me fucking go down there? Honestly, if I go to Vegas and I stay in my room to watch UFC when she goes He's out. He's in Calgary. It's Calgary Stampede, Stampede Week. Stampede Week. So there's a bunch of guys what coming happens in that can't smelling stampede? like fucking oxen. Coming to town. No, dude, why can't he go out? Well, he can't go out, but this is my thing. Okay, my, my thing is, is if he, he you, asked if, to if, be if, if it's, I, I will agree with that in, in a little bit, but I'll tell you this. If it's fucking whore week, all right, and you're, if your girl can't survive whore week, you, you don't have a fucking relationship anymore. You know what I mean? I, yeah, no. I, a, could, 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 could your lovely wife go down to New Orleans, walk down Bourbon Street, and, and still be a faithful woman. She could, right? Yeah, I hope so. Well, there you go. But let me put it this way. I'm still not... If, if I see a crew that she's going with that's like six single girls, she's like, hey, we're going to fucking New Orleans or Vegas for the week. I'm, like, I, I'm not happy about that. Oh, not if, at all. Not no. at all. So this guy's sitting home. This, this is the image of my head. I get it. I get what you're saying. UFC. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Staying at home. Yeah. Oh, I, and then he's like, fuck you. I'm going to go home and watch more UFC. Fine. By the time he fuck pulled out of the parking lot, she was probably getting railed for real this time. <laughs> like, you, show, you showed her. I'm going to go home. and I'm going to continue to watch uh, UFC. You know what? I think you might convince me. I at least, I like his self-esteem. And he's also, he's in a relationship. Fuck you. I watch the fight. I guess, I guess the lesson here is on, uh, on Horror Night, you have to protect your pussy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, what happens? Keep what, it at home. Right in what this guy's th- what happens in Stampede Week or whatever he says stays in Stampede Week. All right. Get your ass out of the living room. He's saying, "What should I do?" Uh, I th- I think at the I and I totally Dave, I totally see your point, but I I think you know uh, you made the mistake of trusting your girl, and when you can't trust someone, which you now realize you can't, it's over. 
as Michael Corleone says, over, it's over. Godfather Part 2. So I would get out of that. So before we wrap this up, man, I had a great time uh, learning about your website and all that type of stuff. Uh, Fun. And uh, I'm always psyched when I see somebody who got out of the fucking Matrix, right? You had the balls. Yeah, do it. You hear that, people? I get, I get it. I, people reading all the time, man, can I do this? Can I do that? Like, it just takes the balls to go do it. You just do a little bit every fucking day and you somehow get there. So before we get out of here, i got to talk Red Sox because I am elated that they are, they are tied for last place right now. Because all I ever wanted to do was see them win it once. They won it fucking twice. And now it's the inevitable. It's the Evan, Evan Flow. You know, the old guard is gone. Now we've got to build up the new team. And I'm starting to see empty seats at the games. And I'm loving that because I wanted to go back to not singing that douchey song during the seventh inning. Sweet no God. more pink Red Sox hats, and I want to be able to just walk up and go to a fucking game. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm I'm not mad that they're in last. I mean, I still root for them, but I uh, not for the same reasons you. Are. I don't. I mean, the, they left just a sour taste in my mouth after last year the collapse. Hate Beckett. Hate him like poison. Um, I don't even know that I can really root for him as hard as I used to as long as he's on the team. Um, I loved when he said it was my day off. You liked that? I loved it. Oh, I hated that. It's my day off. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what I it was. Loved but it. he was saying fuck you to you. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He wasn't. He was saying to the fans. He was. He was. I don't, like, I don't know that guy. He yeah, was but, saying fuck you to the fucking but, uh, press. Stop sneaking around following me, you bunch of fucking bitches. No, he was he was, he got scratched because he was hurt and he played golf and he makes twenty million dollars a year and he didn't even And he won a World Series for us. Who fucking cares he won a I World do. Series? Come I on. do. No. No, I just be all I, I do, I do. I, all I wanted to do was see him win it once. They won it fucking twice and they hung the biggest so you don't biggest care. choke in professional sports history on the no one will ever top that. So no one will ever top it. You can lose four games in a row, but you won't be a $215 million team with four first ballot Hall of Famers. You're not, just not going to be. It's not going to happen again. The only person who could do it again is the fucking Yankees because they're the only ones who spent $200 million. Who was the I pitching staff on that? It was Which one? The, 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 it was the Yankees and the Red Sox. No, the Red Sox. It was when we won, it was Schilling. Bronson Arroyo. Pedro Martinez. Lowe. Derek Lowe and uh, Wakefield. Yeah, so no, no, no. Yeah, wait. Was, was Beckett on that team? No, he was on 07. Oh, so then who fucking cares? Because you already had your one. You don't care about your second one. Yeah, but one. then they went two. You don't care if a guy's just a he. Everybody says he's an asshole. Universal. From media to fans to everybody. You don't care. Doesn't bother. Like, rooting for somebody who's an asshole doesn't bother you no, in the look, least. I like beer and chicken, too. And, yeah, but. And if I could do it in between podcasts. <laughs> Probably can. Look, probably. you know what I? Th- the, you know what I think? They, I think they fucked up last year. I think that they, they, the, the, one of the fucking problems is, is when shit goes bad, people don't accept the fact that shit goes bad. Okay, and it's one of those deals where it's not always going to be roses. And sometimes when it goes bad, it doesn't mean you got to fucking dismantle everybody. Like I think what the Red Sox did after last year. Granted, you got to get rid of some people who aren't fucking playing and not earning their paychecks. I definitely understand that. But to fucking get rid of everybody, it's like now, you know, everybody is not as good. Uh, Epstein going to the Cubs is not in a, a better situation. Tito, I, I understand. He, he he was sick of the media. He right. fucking leaves. But everybody I don't know lo- if it was the media. It was the team. Well, I think everybody lost by the end. By the yeah. end, everybody goes their separate ways. It's like watching, you know what it was like? It was like watching a great band break up. It was like watching David Lee Roth leave fucking Van Halen. And then you, I'm watching Sammy Hagar, who's all right, but he's not David Lee. And then David Lee Roth, when he's in Van Halen, he's a fucking rock star. He gets out of that thing. He became a fucking lounge singer. And I'm telling you, I, I, I really believe that that's what's going to I think Tito's going to be fine, but 
I, I just I, think I don't uh, disagree with anything you said, but here's my point with the Red Sox. I think these guys make so much money, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, and then it bothers me when they bitch about them. I get the media, but guess what? The media is what gives the information to the fans. The fans is why you make so much money. So just to blow it off, like with it's just a oh, disres- your talent. Your talent is why you make so much money. But if, if listen, you could be talented at picking up trash and those guys don't make the money that baseball like that's a unique weird talent like if i yeah. could fucking that's sing, those stadiums yes right correct but it, it's no different than necessarily another talent that doesn't make that it just happens you found something that the american public is I, I, I honestly think i remember reading this thing where ringo Starr, drummer for the beatles just in case you know I no i got him okay he's fucking he decided when he was like 70 71, he goes, I'm not signing any more autographs. I'm done. And I remember reading, somebody wrote, like, this guy's been signing autographs for 50 fucking years. Somebody said, uh, he goes, that's fucking bullshit because the fans, we're the ones that made him famous. Like, the fans all got together and had a meeting and went, okay, which band are we going to make famous? It's like, isn't it more that the Beatles made music that was so fucking compelling you couldn't ignore it? It's like, I, I think that, like, that, that whole fucking philosophy that they're the ones, that, they're the reasons why you make a zillion dollars. They're not, okay, because I, I don't have the power to make Michael Jordan not make a zillion dollars. That guy is so fucking unbelievable that you, you are going to watch him. You're going to watch Kobe. You're going to well, watch LeBron. Well, well, Those guys have like, like, you're talking one one millionth of the fucking population level talent. Like well, right, that, right. and they and they the, the amount of hours and the sacrifice and all the shit that they go through and all the guys they got to fucking beat out to climb to the top of that mountain and then the reward is orgies and money. Correct. Absolutely. But at no point do I sit there and I go, now LeBron, you can make it. I have decided. Me. No, no, but it is no. It's not whether you make it. It's the collective interest. It, it, it's without without the interest in baseball, which is really irregardless of them. Like, people love baseball, people love sports, people love music. Yes. But without that demand, you know, they're going to make nothing. And their talent is, is unique to what they do. But, I but get, fans have threatened to walk. We, we have threatened to walk away. We love it. We've we got nothing better to do. Right. Like, I, I would love to fucking turn my back, in different times, to have turned my back on a bunch of different sports, and in the end of it, I'm just alone with my thoughts, right. and I have no, to come listen, back. If it was up to me, I would have boycotted college football until they got a real fucking playoff system. That's like the thing that bothered me the most. It's never going to happen. I agree with you. It's, it's ingrained. It's never going to go away. But that doesn't mean, like, and, and you take a different way. I look at it as, like, they're my client in a way. Like, I, I, they're, they're being paid to entertain me. Like, the press and part of it. Well, let me ask you this. So now this guy is entertaining you. Who? Okay, oh. the, the player. Yeah. Now, what responsibility do you have? Because I don't think that fans fans feel like I, I go buy a ticket and that gives me a right to dump something in, in Ron Artest's face where I would never, I would, no one would throw a drink in Ron right. Artest's face in a bar. Right. No, okay? I, I don't. All of a sudden he has on a jersey. You feel like you can do that. You can feel like you can yell shit about something. I mean, there's guys, there's guys. I think guys, you can they, say they, whatever you want. They, 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 you feel like you can say whatever you want? I don't want? think you can dump it. I, I don't, no contact, nothing, but you can be as mean as you humanly want I to be. I completely disagree oh, with that. Oh, I think that. you'd be mean. Most, okay, well, if, I think if you think that you, that you can go like to the point of like when somebody has a kid that was born with some sort of, uh, you know, a medical problem. I, mean, I wouldn't that, do that. that. You can that's a real at. asshole yeah. move. But that's like the type, that's the type of shit that that comes with that big bag of fucking money. And my thing is what I, what I see 
is that media and the fans all want to hold the athletes accountable, but we don't, we don't like, but we feel like, oh, well, well, then you shouldn't have got famous. You shouldn't have become a baseball player. And I, and I should be able to take out my miserable fucking childhood on you. And you shouldn't turn around and tell me to go go fuck myself. I think you should be able to take out your miserable fucking nine to five as Keith Folk said, Burger King job on him who's making 20 million to play kids. And you know, I like that he said Burger King job. Because he treated whoever fucking said whatever to him with the same amount of respect. But 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 that's that to me. We look at different ways. Like I, I have no. Pr- you know what? Take that, Keith Folk. You can say if someone wants to pay me twenty million dollars, I will stand up there. You can fucking throw rocks at me. I don't fucking care. Yeah, you're talking but, a good game, dude. No, you're no, talking a good game. Go out and do it. Do it day after fucking day. I mean, I and here's another thing. And here's the thing. You're gonna have to have people. Like you remember how you felt in that fucking interview when that girl yeah. was was and you, yeah. you felt like you were gonna yeah, fucking yeah. chew your job. Yeah. Every Fucking day. I, I, I every but I, it fucking comes with it. If, if you're yeah, in the I, public eye, that comes with it. Like I, even I, I mean, fucking we league. take it different. Like Dude, obviously it's not face to face, but I mean, I get brutal. I think it's really easy day. from where we're sitting to be like, "Dude, you know what I would do if I had that kind?" Dude, I wouldn't give a fuck. The thing about it is, is once you make past a certain amount of money, it doesn't fucking matter. Like how much more you have and like you know buying a bunch of shiny shit at the end of the day is not going to make you there's a few key so, things let's that are going to make you happy in life and one of them is is peace inner peace and silence which you when you get to that level of fame okay you you don't you don't really have that anymore in certain but fucking cities you can cities. have it like i mean there's guys who aren't assholes beckett going back to the example like no one fucking like Derek jeter doesn't get treated like Beckett does. Beckett, and, and going back to that example of the you like when he okay, said. Okay, fair enough. Like, I, like I was not looking at that. That there was there are athletes that are assholes. Okay, all right. Like, I was, was kind of playing devil's advocate there. Like, I mean, I don't think people. I mean, you look at and Ortiz is kind of yapping a lot this year. But I mean, he he's people love him. There's beloved athletes, but then there's asshole athletes. And, and all I'm saying, you go into like the Beckett when he was hurt, like coming off what happened last year and all the fried chicken and all the hoopla and all the media. He missed it. He missed a start because he was hurt, and then he went golfing. To me, that's just I don't give a fuck about anybody. That's all he said. I don't. I don't think the beer or anything last year had anything to do with them stinking. I think everyone drinks. I just look at it like you know this is going to be a story. Like you're you're. He probably didn't know he was going to get. He, you know he got caught. He got caught like like a fucking. Um, Call his me cell maybe. phone's going. Is is like. You know, when somebody fakes a back injury, I'm seeing a guy like they were showing these insurance fraud things. It was fucking hilarious. This guy faked a back injury. He was suing this insurance company. And then he goes out and goes golfing. And the warm-up exercise he was doing when he was on the – it was so fucking hilarious. Is well, i got to visually – got to explain this to people. It was he had the club – you know, behind his neck, on his shoulders, with his hands hanging over it, and he was doing those these yeah. psycho like taekwondo twists, and uh, it, it and they also showed him lifting something heavy out of his trunk, like I think he had like you know charcoal to barbecue, like the guy was just living the fucking life. That was hilarious. Look, I'm not saying. You you like that, how he that, answered the that, question? Like, I just think he owes. I an loved answer. it. I think he owes. I a loved real it. Answer. The same reason why I like. Well, I like. Like I. I think a lot of people cower in front of the press. I'm not saying whether the guy was right or whether he was wrong. I loved it. I loved it. he just kept going, dude. It's my day off. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to. Like that taps into my yeah. Go fuck yourself. I don't like having a boss. Now I know. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. He got caught. He should have owned up to it. He should have probably handled it better. But just as a comedian watching somebody to tell a crowd to go fuck themselves, there's always something about that 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 
that does make me laugh. But I, this is my thing. Like, um, would you tell I, I, paying I, I customers think, to go fuck them, like in an angry way, like the people who buy a ticket to a? This is this is what I would say. I used to always go. You know what I love about mom and pops places? You know the customer's always right. And I talked to a guy who owned a place, and he goes, "No, he goes right is right." And I was like, "You know what? You are right." And and I think that if fans, I'm generalizing okay, that's, that's here. Fair. If, no, that's if, fair. If fans should have more right is right. Okay. Don't expect this guy we may just to not. Be, okay, he he can't eat chicken and drink beer before fucking start. But you can make fun of his kid who has fucking autism. I mean, give me a fucking break. And well, I paid for a ticket, and that's your fault for making it as a baseball player. And I can sit here with no fucking responsibility whatsoever and act like a total cunt and throw a drink in your face and not expect the guy to come in the stands and punch me in the fucking face. Like, I, like. We're talking I, about I, different I, things I, I, because never, I agree with you. I, okay. I agree. We that probably are. I do that a lot. Like, like if 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 someone says something like that, I have no problem with the player going and beating a guy. If a guy won't answer a question on why he fucking golfed when he was hurt, that's a different thing for me. But I would never. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't. There, there, there is a line that's just normal, and this is almost with like goes full circle. I guess I think like rationally, like, but I don't 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 a non-rational person. Like, you're not normal if you go to that extreme, like, hey, your fucking kid has autism. That's like a fucking idiot. Like, that's just a fucking lunatic idiot that nobody should say. Yeah, those racists after the Bruins games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. yeah, exactly. So that's, we're 100% on the same page there. I'm talking more, like, sometimes guys get mad when they get booed and shit. It's like, really? No, 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 that, that, no, then, then you're being a pussy. I'm not, and I'm not saying... The reason why I'm going so hard defending athletes on this is just because I feel like that, like this side isn't presented. There's never any sort of like a fan has any sort of responsibility. Like, what about like walking up for an autograph when he's eating dinner? I think eating dinner is a sacred thing. You don't do it. I think if they're if they're walking down the fucking street, that's part of the game. But if they're sitting there at dinner, like I, I think people, even people know that. You know, when I was in San Francisco, I fuck was in a restaurant. And Joe Montana was two tables away. It was fucking unreal. And somebody asked me, did you ask him for an autograph? And I jokingly said, I wouldn't ask Screech for an autograph if he was fucking <laughs> eating. I'm not messing with... I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with the... Like, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to sign my napkin right. and then lose no, it? No, I, I meant more on the thing. <laughs> I wouldn't ask Ruin either. his appetizer I, on a napkin, I'm going to lose. I wouldn't later. ask either, but I hope if I ever became that famous, which I obviously won't, but if you did or somebody did, I hope I would never get mad either. It's like... That it's well, absolutely, dude. You, there, there's there's always how you would hope, but like, um, I think that like the only way to truly understand what it's like, because you know, dude. I mean, nobody fucking bugs me when I. No one fucking like. I have like a cult following in comedy clubs, and other than that, nobody knows who the fuck I am. So I have this great. I'm in. I'm in the perfect place in this business. I'm known enough where I can sell tickets and make a good living, but I walk around and nobody fucks with me. But I've been around, you know, at certain events where I've done stand-up with super fucking famous people, and dude, it doesn't look like fun. It looks like, uh, it looks like they never look comfortable and they just want to get the fuck out of right. there. And, and it's one of those things where people go, well, then why the fuck did you become a musician? Why did you do that? And, and my answer to that would be like, when, when you start out, what you think being famous is, and then what it really is, is for the most part, miles and miles apart. And then when you see like, uh, like, just from when I started. When I started, dude, I mean, I guess there was the fucking internet, but I started in 92. There was no cell phones with, was as big as this fucking chair. Right. There was none of these cameras and, like, filming stuff. And, like, it's like everybody's become, like, the, these spies. 
And like, I mean, like that hasn't affected my world. But like when I look, I've seen guys who are like, it's just everywhere they fucking go, people see and they'll just come walking up to you, like filming you. Yeah. yeah. Like, say what's up to my yeah, friend. Yeah. And I think after a while, like, it's just like anything. It just, it just fucks with you. It's like, look, dude, I get it. Right. I totally appreciate you. I just want to fucking chill here and, and, and have something to eat. And it's one of those things that, but for the, on the fan side, it's like, dude, I've been rooting for you. You know, I'm spending money on your jersey. I put money in your fucking pocket. This is my five-second window where I'm going to see you, you know, make this five right. seconds of my life. And I think people are human, and they don't let they don't let those guys be human where every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I would never I'm going to get so much shit from your fucking people on the website. No, right? no, I mean, I think you're doing, you, you, you're straddling the fence both ways, so I don't think you will get shit. I mean, I just, and we are in that world. I mean, we're an internet, so that's our living with people taking Look, you're a cunt, pictures. you're a cunt. And you should be treated like one. But I think sometimes, you know, on, on, on either way, you know, fans booing you, you're not fucking hitting. Then that, that comes with it. And if you cry about that, you're a cunt. But, like, like but if, if you go to a game and you're yelling that type of shit, you know, about people's families or, you know, other things like, you know, they, they see, they, they find out, like, psycho fans find out, like, they, what the, you know, they know what their wives look right, like right, and they start right. harassing them in the Yeah, stands. no, it's all over. There's extremes on both sides. I mean, and then you have athletes, guys like Charles Barkley, uniformly, everyone says is awesome. Like yeah, if I you, saw him in Daisy Buchanan's year ago, years ago when he was who was he playing for at that point? It might have even been the, still the Seventy Sixers, and he was just hanging out and he was cool as hell. You know what's funny? He didn't make a big deal out of the fact that he was Charles Barkley. So he's the Rob so, so, so nobody rushed him. And I think when you come in, you know, with like felt ropes around yep. you, I think you actually build up that too. We're going to go like on for we're an hour and sixteen here. Um, all right, wrapping it up here. Dave, so fucking nice to meet you. Nice Thanks meet for you. letting me swing by here. Uh, barstoolsports.com. And if, if people out there are insane about sports and you want to start, you want to get out of your miserable life in that fucking cubicle and uh, actually write about something or you always wanted to write or whatever, you think you can do it, what, where should they send it to? Tips at barstoolsports.com. T-I-P-S at barstoolsports.com. Uh, uh, that's the Monday Morning Podcast. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. And uh, that's it. Let me shut this thing off here. Stops turning as you hear the bodies burning. No more war pigs have the power.